0: Casting from the third coast and recorded live at tri South Studio, this is The Hango Show.
1: Okay. You
0: but Maybe you, you need us to, man. I'm sure there's probably like some paper clips or something. <laughs> clip them,
2: attach them to your ear. <laughs> yeah,
0: clip it to your ear. Yeah.
1: I hate
2: you. Man. Hey, you came back for more. I, mean, I
1: did. Last minute, not really, but kind of. Well, it was kind of a... No, it's all good.
2: A thing. I'm in
1: town, so it worked.
2: Anytime you're in town, you're welcome to come. So where you been? All over. With the Johnny Cash song?
1: I've been everywhere.
2: I've been everywhere, man.
1: Yeah. No, um, Hattiesburg, Florida. My, My brother's kid, to me. My brother has his kids this summer, and he's in Hattiesburg. So I'll aunt duty while I'm trying to work, and then... Went to Hattiesburg for one night, came back the next day for a family funeral two days later, and then back literally all in one week, back to Pensacola, back to Hattiesburg anyway.
0: What's going on in Pensacola?
1: My cousins live there. My brother's girlfriend lives there, and he bought a boat. Oh, sweet. I I saw the
2: pictures. I was really jealous.
1: He, You can put it in salt water and fresh water. Right. I don't. That's all I know. But it was super fun.
0: Hey, just... For FYI, man, you know, like usually Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of
2: each week, man, I'm I'm free to go to the coast. Oh, okay,
1: thank you. I'll keep that in mind. I might need a driver. We'll
2: put the boat in. <laughs> yep. Oh man, yeah. You didn't hear last week's episode? It comes out today, I think. No, um, I have not. Uh, Harpoon over here had a little bit of eye problems. Uh, he, yeah. he had a little double vision issue. We're getting yeah. it worked out. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah.
0: Scary. Yeah, very very scary. Yeah, basically my left eye started doing its own thing. I mean, it's, it, you know, but I'm, I'm healing and it's, it's, you know, I'm,
1: is it a result of younger years? No, or?
0: no, man. I was, uh, uh, they did an MRI, checked my head, make sure that I wasn't, you know, having anything major going on. They eliminated stroke and tumor and cancer and meningitis and all this other major things that could be pr- putting pressure in my head that oh. shouldn't be there so they've eliminated all that and it's ba- it's basically stress and dehydration you know that's that's the culprit yeah that's, the that's catalyst kind of, that's kind of starting and everything and it's so, your left eye yeah actually man it, it made one of the nerves in my eye blood deficient for a small amount of time which made it weak
1: oh my god
0: and it and it started
1: kind of getting wonky
0: yeah well it started moving inwards
1: oh,
0: shit. which gave me you know incredible uh double vision and you know off balance mm. and the whole a to z but you know luckily through prayer and you know just whatever you know i mean i'm starting to feel better i'm starting to see better i'm actually where i can drive now last week i couldn't drive out for the last couple of weeks his so mom I've been, was
2: driving around
0: yeah she would like, get me and take me basically everywhere
1: you just woke up like that one day
0: uh actually it, it kind of started um with a, with a migraine and I kind of mm-hmm. thought that it was kind of something to do with that but when the headache went away the, the blurry vision and the double vision oh stuck around and yeah They're I was scared. in full-blown panic mode because when I went to the do- the eye doctor initially they started using words like stroke and, and tumor and all this other oh crazy stuff yeah and I'm just Why like, would they do that?
1: I'm <laughs> like,
0: like what? hang on man I here mean, let's
1: just throw some big words around let's catch shit a wide net we yeah. Catch. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. so I don't know, man. It was really it, it's been a, it's been a very stressful couple of weeks, but it has it's brought around some clarity that I need to let some things go, and you know, yeah. and it and and realize that, that stress, you know, is is something that that'll have a severe effect on you, yeah, you know, if you let it. And um, so I'm I'm incredibly grateful to have that clarity. So I'm my my life is changing as we speak. That's
1: awesome. I mean, you've yeah. been doing this for. 25 years the stress and the
2: yeah and you know well you said you've always been pretty high strung yeah i mean y'all
0: know me forever man i yeah. mean I, I i used to be a lot more high strung than i am now yeah. you know i mean i, I used to I, you know i just was but um you know i've really tried to reel it in over the last you know eight or ten years and and i mean i still have my my times that i i kind of you know just a rocket blast off but um you know, most, most, most of the time I can handle all the work related stuff. It's just that when I start having a lot of personal stuff going on on top of it, man, I don't have any, any me time, any relaxed time. Mm. I'm I'm always I'm always jacked up. And it's just, um, it's just to a point, man, where I, where my release, you know, has been going and getting some exercise or, you know, walking or the track or swimming or weights or whatever. And, um, you know, it's just—it's just—it's just really kind of put into perspective that hey, you can stress over as much as you want, but until you start to let something go, you're really not going to heal.
1: Yeah, and self care is super important. I mean, the older I get, the more I'm like, mm mm, I've got to do something for me. Oh, I mean, you I, have to. You have to. And what's the point of working so hard? What's oh. <laughs> the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> what's the point in killing yourself if you're not going to be able to enjoy it?
2: Oh yeah, I mean, you hear of people. <clears throat> he was like bear bryant oh yeah he worked he worked until he finally retired and he a month later he died yeah i mean it was like super quick yeah. after he retired he died yeah, it's just not worth it no
1: it's I mean, not i mean and and i'm glad we're kind of talking about this stuff because i've been really into paying attention to the manifestation thing I'm not getting all granola hippy dippy. No, no, you're not. But you know, I'm I'm all about that. Oh my god, about good. that life. Let's talk about it. Are we are we recording?
2: No, we wouldn't. Of, of course, we're. Recording. I
1: didn't. know. We're started. I mean, yes, we started. I record every. You, I know you record in this this. You didn't say. Welcome to the Hangover Show.
2: <sighs> Do you listen to this show? Yeah. You know, it starts off with everybody just talking, and I. I know, but
1: them. I didn't know if we were ready to get. Just full engaged into conversation. I mean,
2: I'm always fully engaged. All right. so man, And fully erect.
1: I can see. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, everybody, welcome to the Hango Show.
1: Well, I didn't know if it was that or your lighter.
2: Oh, honey, my wife. Please,
1: <laughs> damn. <laughs> I've missed y'all. I landed a
2: wife. I got more than a lighter. Come on. Yeah.
1: But I also know your wife.
2: <laughs> think she settles for anything thanks i'm
1: kidding i'm kidding no oh. the manifestation stuff well, like okay,
2: i introduced the show right quick oh yeah my bad yeah, this is the hango show after all so i've been told the brandy show well well it kind of is when you're be. here could be hey, everybody welcome to the hango show I'm your host Hango wood tonight i've got harpoon here i got brandy here and Judd is not here for the first time in a long time shout out to jiggy what's up Judd? uh he's having a little having some stuff done and i don't want to go into his Personal affairs. So when he comes back, he's going to have to be like Judy or something, I guess, because he ain't going to be Jut no more. Probably. Oh, well. Hmm. It wouldn't be the first time. Shout out to Jut's penis going to the trash can. So (laughs) (laughs) he's transitioning. Leave him alone. (laughs) Let
1: him enjoy his
2: transition. He's going to see some of those foot long
0: (laughs) long Q (laughs) chips that we were talking about earlier.
2: I can just tell you that shit right now. That's what he's got in store. Okay. As you were saying, manifestation.
1: Okay. So something I've learned, because we are all three pretty much from the same type of background. You know, parents were divorced parents for us, us too. Yeah. <laughs> um, even when mine were married, I mean, work hard, but we are in, they instill in us as little children to be almost afraid of money because that costs so much money. Or we have to work so we can pay the bills, and we've got to count water, watch our money and count our money and save our money. So we're taught to be fearful of money. And I'm telling you, I have spent hours in this rabbit hole between YouTube and TikTok. Get off the TikTok. Sense. I love it. I learned so much from it.
2: <laughs> it is very it, it A is. lot of it. Yeah, I but love it. A couple Chinese shields sitting here on my show. Go whatever. ahead.
1: Here's my thing. Until we individually can drop the fear of money, we're never going to attract more than we just normally would. Does you're talking, that make you're sense? talking
2: about like law of attraction stuff. Yeah, nothing. kinda like no, manifestation. I'm
1: okay, what do you think manifestation is? Well, the magic. Okay. I'm not saying law of attraction. I'm saying manifestation. But basically until you stop thinking of money as like oh I can't go because I, I, I need to save my money, that we're not gonna attract it.
2: It goes it goes back to you know you get Harpoon knows better than anybody. It takes money to make money. Yes. You've got to have money to put into whatever it you're working it. on next.
1: Mm-hmm. But you also, why do you think some of these? Some, not all. But I have a good friend that I can compare this to. She has her own business. I'm not talking about myself.
2: She, because <laughs> you a know, a good friend. She's. I'm a
1: tightwad, and you know that.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm very tight with my money, um, but she lives like a damn rock star. She does what she wants when she wants, and she's like, it's just money. I'll make more out of it, and I'll be damned if she's not just flourishing. Like, way more than six figures. Because she has to. She's spending as fast as she's getting. No, she still has, like. (laughs) I know what you mean. But but it makes so much sense, because especially, I guess, Southern people, um, when I worked the same job with your, with Tinker, Mm -hmm. um, we worked with people all over the United States. The Southern people were the only ones who were like real hush hush about money because we were always taught to be afraid of it. You don't discuss it. You don't ask your parents how much money they make. But you're
2: better off asking them, you know, what position do you and your wife like better you yes. know, than how much money you make?
1: Exactly. And that's it's maybe it's a Southern t- thing. It's, yeah.
2: it's like money and, and elections. Taboo. Who, who somebody voted for? Church. The yeah, no, people will tell you about the damn church we're around here. Sure. Come on. Tilt that mic more up. Oh, hey, so you're kind of talking over the top of it?
1: Yeah, is that makes up better. Yeah, okay. but no, it makes complete sense that we're like fearful from the time that we are so tiny and learning. Oh, here's a dollar for this. You know, we're we're learn we learn to be scared of it.
2: Well, you also remember too, like in the uh, in more northern states, uh, the unions are a lot stronger, and they got that way because people because employees started discussing their wages with each other. Oh, yeah, that's how you know unions kind of came up. Like, you know, why is that guy? why, why are we making the same amount of money? You know, just because he's from a different neighborhood or from a different background, whatever he's making, he's getting paid more than I am, but we're doing the same job. Them discussing their wages like that. And a lot of strikes. So is what brought about the unions. Cause they, they, they were taught to discuss the wages with each other, you know, mm-hmm. no help each other out. It was more unified, you know, we're here. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the catalyst was in the South about not talking about money. You know, people are terrified to talk about how much money they make or manners and old school southern yeah. you think it's more manners stuff? know well, or, I mean, or just Or you're you know, acting
1: better than so and so or you're uppity.
0: Some you know, there's a lot of different things that you know, I mean the, the South had poor people, you know, some middle class and then some elite type. Yeah. You know. So you know, it, back in the old school days I just feel like it was more separated by class. You know, I mean, like, like there were people that had TVs, black and white TVs, and there was people that didn't have any TV. They had the radio, you know, back in the day, you know, that type of thing. And then I just think that everybody got quiet about it because, you know, manners were such a big deal. I mean, I was taught you're going to say yes, ma'am and no, ma'am, you know, from day one, just like y'all, you know, and, and, uh, I don't know, man, I just thought, I thought that was just one of the things that you just didn't talk about. Kind of like what you're saying. I mean, it was, it was. Not necessarily, I was never told not to talk about it that I know of. It's just that I recognized that nobody around me talked about it.
1: Yeah. Well, and I was, I remember being told, I don't know if it's like grandparents or somebody like older generations saying, you never ask an adult how much money they make. And I mean, maybe it is a very southern thing because some of our friends in other places in the U.S., they just will sit there and compare commission statements.
2: Yeah or checkbooks.
1: Or che- yeah, I'd be like, "Oh, what do you have today?" You know, okay. You know, yeah. so that's been a thing to kind of like bust down the financial walls and the, the 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 money mindset. Like I'm having I'm reprogramming myself to not be afraid of money and to, you know, just I'm deserved to be abundant, bring it on, you know, to think like that instead of fearful.
0: How how long has that been? How long have you been in that process? Oh,
1: like a week. I just kind of discovered it. Well, that's cr- I, well, you're a weekend. I got you a weekend. Oh, right, right, week. You're a weekend. Yes, yeah, that's right. right. I mean, I just got, I think with us or with me, you know, I'm 41. Knocking off all these years of think of being afraid of it is going to be hard. But I, I'm doing my mantras every day, being like, you know, I'm abundant. I deserve abundance. You know, I'm bringing it on because I'm going to be living a lavish lifestyle.
2: So what all do you have on your secret board?
1: I shall tell you. You really got a secret board. <laughs> I do. It's called my vision board.
2: Who, who called it? Who called it? Uh, me. That's right.
1: You, my friend, can be such a DB sometimes. I have <laughs> doll coin millionaire because it's going to come back. It's not. My yacht. because
2: Our yacht. Boats and
1: hose <laughs> Jet set lifestyle. I am on my way to being a multimillionaire. A house in New Orleans I love. A house here that I like.
2: Is it any of the ones I sent to you?
1: Uh, did you send me, No, I don't know if you sent me that one or not.
2: Uh, I don't think. I thought it was kind of like the just, My G-Wagon. I want a G-Wagon. You will get me a G-Wagon?
1: I will. My G-Wagon. But I don't want those red calipers.
2: No, you're going to take them and you're going to like them.
1: No. And then Safe Moon to get it to Ascent. Because we're all going to be...
2: Oh, you're really going to be pissed off when you hear last week's episode.
1: Anyways, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to continue to add things uh, to my I, board. I
2: give you all my voodoo right now. Thank you. I, I really, I, I, want you to make it. Cause when you make it, I make it. Exactly. That's right.
1: Because I, I'm all about sharing it, not hoarding it. I know. I want a better life for my friends
2: and family. I mean, isn't that what we all want? You know what? I mean, I want... I want to make enough money that we can all go on vacation together sometime. Exactly. You know? I want
1: to be able to say, Hey, clear your calendar. You know, let's go. Right. It's all paid for because what's the point in having it? If you can't enjoy it. Right. I
2: agree. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: With the people you really want to enjoy it with. So I'm like, Hey, multi-millions. What, think about all the good you could do with it. Not just for friends and family, but A
2: charity you know, and stuff like that. I animals. Doubt. Yeah.
1: Um. I, I'm hopeful to find like, to give money to Alzheimer's association to get, because that's scary. My granddaddy passed in 2019. Well, my mom just turned 60 this year. It's a little bit scary. The more we think about it, you know? So, I mean, there's tons of good things that I'm like sitting here watching all these other mega rich people. And it's just like, I could be doing so much with that and see, having fun.
2: Did you see the, the petition about Bezos? Oh, what is it? <laughs> they they've, it's got 25,000 signatures as of this morning. Oh, it does. To not bring him back from space when he goes, when he goes <laughs> up. <laughs> leave, leave him up there.
1: <laughs> okay, is it Bezos? Wait, who got the divorce recently? Bezos or Bill and Melinda well, Gates? they both got one. No, like this year. Oh,
2: Bill, yeah.
1: Okay. I read somewhere, maybe Reddit, who knows, about Bill and Melinda um, that maybe their divorce was strate- strategic with him starting to divvy up. Um, it's all money. A strategy. I know. I'm yes. learning about the Great Reset. Have you been learning about that?
2: Three years ago, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I'm just now on board. So give me, cut me some slack. Open I'm your learning. third eye. I'm opening it. I'm learning about the Great <laughs> Reset. We're we're about to have a huge financial crash.
2: Who called it? Like in January. Oh, oh, yeah, this guy yeah. right here, yeah. like, he, t- I mean, he took like all of his
0: everything out of the stock market way early. "I'm done."
1: Hey, I I made great money, pulled some out, left some in just to play with, you know. But I mean, I'm learning a lot of stuff, and it's very eye opening. Also, have you read that? Oh, I asked you this, didn't I? What? No, I asked my brother. I think
2: I'm not a mind reader yet.
1: Um, behold a pale horse. Oh, it's an old yeah. I read that back in college. I just learned about it. <laughs> This is why I'm telling you. See, I'm learning. We're gonna reason
2: why he has this show. We're gonna have a one-on-one <laughs> between me and you. And I'm gonna. I'm going to.
1: You know, I thought you'd be proud. I'm learning. I'm
2: very proud of you. Yeah, I am. Yeah. You know, what you hear here is just the asshole version of me. I know. Come on.
1: Also, there was one more book, and then I'll stop talking about this. Stuff. No, please. The this or- is content. Okay, I read somewhere that I needed to read this. Um, it's called the Oracle. Um, should I just? I thought I bought it. Oh, I did on audio because I don't want to read it. I mean, I want to listen to it. It's, um, they say it's a must by Jonathan Kahn. I think he's a rabbi.
2: Can I see it? Oh, well, well about I'm about trying. Let me pull it up. A rabbi. You. I don't know about that.
1: Well, here, I'll pull it up and hand it to you. <laughs> well, because it was on my Audible.
2: <laughs> my joke just didn't land at all. I said, I don't want to listen to a Jewish guy talk. <laughs> yeah, we're just like, yeah, okay, that's, that's typically Anyways, you. <laughs> so it's not even about that. There you go. Uh, this could be.
1: I'm just interested in listening to it.
2: Let me send you some recommendations.
1: <sighs> okay. Okay. But read some of the reviews.
2: Have you read Mein Kampf?
1: No, I don't okay. even know what you're saying.
2: <laughs> it's Hitler's Hitler's autobiography. He wrote while he's in jail. It was a joke. Oh. Could your screen be any brighter? I'm getting a suntan oh, from <laughs> this thing. Holy you know shit. what? It's
1: because I was in the the bright light. For some reason, I had to make it brighter because it was dimmer. I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: My,
0: my phone's pretty bright. I keep my phone pretty bright. I know oh, yeah, this
2: is a prophecy book, yeah. Okay.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like I'm interested in just hearing about I can, it. Yeah, and
2: I can I can turn you on uh, some stuff.
1: Okay. I also have learned about somebody named Kim Clement. It's a dude. A prophecy person. I'm not
2: think, I don't think so, no. Okay.
1: All right. Well we can Figure out that stuff later.
2: Yeah, I seen some, some recommendations.
1: Apparently, TikTok's recommendations has taken me down a rabbit hole. <sighs>
2: that's your problem. Your only, the only thing you're seeing is what the Chinese want you to see.
1: Whatever. I'm learning. <laughs> but at least I'm smart enough to be like, mm-mm, that's BS.
2: How about you, Harpoon? How's your week been now that you got your eyesight back, now that you can see again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, Pretty good. Man, I, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm loving being able to see again. I blame you. I wouldn't be, too. I mean, man. I, feel, I feel kind of back to me. Um, being able to drive everything, not bumping into every wall and, you know, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, uh, I, I, now I worked throughout this entire thing. So I had two full weekends of where, I mean, I was, I was putting about five and a half miles on my Fitbit every day with one
1: eye okay. at
0: the end of the day.
1: Did you wear a pirate patch?
0: I, I did wear a, a patch one day. And it made I, me incredibly dizzy oh, and, and, um, and I just, I just couldn't wear it. I mean, I, they, they say, man, okay, you know, you could, you gotta wear it. You just, you just take time for your body to adjust or you just get used to it or whatever. But at the pace that, um, that I had to have at work, yeah, I, I couldn't, I, I just had to suffer and bump, you know, things, but you know, I'm, I'm healing and everything is, everything's back to, uh, you know, everything's back or getting back to, um, the
2: normal, so, you know. We yeah. talked about it a bit before. When you pulled up, I was like, "Who the is that? Who is that? He's here already." I was like, yeah. "Not that I didn't want you to be here. I love when you come early. We can sit around and talk for a bit." So, yeah, we went over. Yeah, you told me some things, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm really glad. I'm glad things are finally settling down for you, man. Because I, I, God
0: knows you need it. You, that's, and that's 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 where all this is coming from. This. I was told that by all the doctors and all the medical people that had looked at me, um, several doctors, the hospital, all of it, uh, that that there's nothing that they could do for it. it was, there, there's like nothing we can do. It just has to heal on its own, and it's a normally a, a, a two month, like on the low, the fast end. That's what up, I said. Up to about up to about a year. So somewhere in that two month to a year is the healing process. I feel like. That that the vision I have back already is is about eighty plus percent of where it was. That's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, I for for two weeks I was, I, I mean, it opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm 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 all in. I haven't I haven't made the steps to do it, but um, I'm gonna somewhere along the line, I'm gonna be helping uh, visually impaired, impaired people. There's, that's that's one hundred percent on my list of <clears throat> things that I will start to do soon. Um, it, it, I didn't. I've, I've always known that your sight to me. I've always felt like my sight was was my most important sense. Um, and and when that was taken, uh, it was it it it, it, it was it just it 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 stopped my normal train of thought. And it, and it put me in a little bit more of a, I won't say survival mode, but it, it, it changed my life perspective in a big way in just a couple of weeks. <clears throat> and for me to think that, that it's going to significantly impact my life and everybody around me because, you know, uh, Judd came and picked me up last week. There was no way that I could, I could have drove over here yeah. and, and, you know, just a simple, like, I couldn't go to Walmart if i needed anything from the dollar store or whatever i mean i couldn't go anywhere i was i to
1: depend on somebody else absolutely
0: you know? you know and what a burden would that be man for for people to have to stop what they're doing to come take me somewhere or whatever you know i just i, I don't know man I'm, I'm incredibly grateful i mean i mean just uh and and for anybody out there who might have something like something like what i had was it's called sixth nerve palsy um, and it's a uh, it's, it's where one of the nerves in your eye is, is blood deficient for a small amount of time and, and it, it loses strength. So your eye is going to be weak on one one direction or one way. And, you know, if anybody out there has got that or they've got some, some other, it's called a cran- a cranial nerve palsy. It's, it's basically a nerve, you know, that is part of your vision nerves, from what I understand, that is it's also... It's just kind of like semi-paralyzed for a while until it does its own thing, till it regenerates or, or gets back healthy. And what I've done ever since, I mean, from nonstop, man, I mean, I've not changed my, my workout routine. I've not changed the way I've eaten. I've not changed anything. Um, I did get some, uh, some vitamins, uh, that, that are extra good for your eyes and stuff, but, um, a lot of prayer and and uh a lot of support i mean but i tell you anybody's going through some crazy stuff right there you know like like that just don't give up it may it may look like things if your life has completely changed and and for several days i was scared that they were going to find something that was really wrong you know like they were going to have to crack open my head and scoop out a chunk and you know try to fill it in and 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 i just that scared me you know not knowing that that's a possibility you know or anything even worse it could be it could be anything but uh anyway man i, I just i'm incredibly grateful to be as as back to normal as
2: i am you well, know it's, you look great as always yeah uh, thank you <laughs> they uh he got to experience the mri for the first time and didn't know, that how, didn't, fun. Didn't know how loud it was going to
1: be <laughs> oh. like yeah it sounds like somebody's they have to give do my ears i
0: yeah, mm-hmm. well, I was telling them they gave me when I got in there. they were like, "Okay, this is going to be loud. Here's a pair. Of, here's a pair of earplugs." So I, I'm just thinking, "Okay, man, it's going to be kind of loud, you know." So I just barely stuck them in my ear just to keep them really kind of from falling out. And I get in there. They got your your my head locked down in this helmet type gimmick, and my arms are down by my side, and and they put reel me back into the tube. And then when it starts, I realize that. I made a mistake and not put those earplugs down deep in my ears.
1: <laughs> clang, clang, clang. Oh clang. my! God. Yeah,
0: and I couldn't lift my arms up to yeah. to, to <laughs> pack it in anymore. You know, and I was just thinking, okay, I'm here for the show. I mean, I'm I am I am right next to the speaker at the concert, man. That's where I was.
1: Last MRI I had it was Valium, because I can't I can't do it. Yeah.
2: So mm. I never had to have one.
1: Thank goodness. Not yeah.
0: Now, the, now being in the tube, it didn't bother me. The, the enclosed part.
1: The, the, the thing rent right my head. That's what got me.
0: Yeah, where they kind of lock you down.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it, okay. it just made me and I'm not typically claustrophobic, but it just made me so, like, my anxiety was just like, my blood pressure was like, 120 over 80 is normal. It was like 180 over 100. Like, they had to give me a blood pressure. It just, it's me. It's, not, it's just me. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I found a, a show that apparently it's been on for a while. I found it this week. Night Watch. Have you watched it at all? i was tell them about it before, before. Nightwatch. It's it follows uh, EMTs, firefighters, and some police. Oh, in New in Orleans, New Orleans.
1: <laughs> yes. I, I watched the first two episodes like a week or two ago I, it, on Discovery Plus.
2: I don't. I don't know. Well, that's where I found it. Where it came? I got like a clip through YouTube somehow or another, and I was like, "What the, the fuck is this?" You know. I was like, "Holy shit! But it's on but it's, it's on Hulu." So I started watching it on there. Tink's all enamored by it. The best, <laughs> the best one I saw. They picked up. They had some guy go down. It was uh Titus and Dan, that really soft spoken black guy, and, and the then guy, the white guy. The guy used to be a firefighter in New yeah. Orleans. And they go, they had to call off this guy. He, he hit a man down on like, Canal Street. So they go pick him up. They get there, and it's just
1: <laughs> is that the one? They're like, we've been here before.
2: No, this, this is some guy laying on the street. Oh, okay. Couldn't breathe. Oh, and so yeah. they pick him up and he's like, ah, coon ass Cajun as fuck. I mean, just
1: that's appropriate for people down here. We can say that.
2: <laughs> yes. That, that's, that's our word. We, we can say that. Uh, coon ass Cajun. It was like a, it's a term for, for Cajun people Bayou people.
1: Like deep, deep, Louisiana. D, yeah.
2: So you have to get a boat to get out of the house. Uh, they get him they get him in the they get him in the ambush. They call me Crow daddy. I was like, Oh shit, here we go. <laughs> and so they're like he said he had like emphysema and C O P. D and God. something else. Ouch. And he's like, I think I'm having a, a fit. They check his check his blood pressure pulse fine, blood pressure's fine, you know. We're gonna give this stuff, all right. All right, I'll make corn whiskey. <laughs> I'm like, Oh boy <laughs> So Titus, this really this really soft spoken black dude. But really? So he's he sitting there talking he's he's at this time he was just a paramedic. No, he was just an EMT, he wasn't a paramedic. So he can't do like all the medical stuff. So Dan was handling all and Dan Dan has got a touch of Cajun in him anyway. When he gets around when he gets around cajun people, his comes out big time. And he's like, Tell me how you make corn whiskey. You know, why do they call you crawl daddy? So he goes on this big long tirade about why they call him crawl daddy? <laughs> he looks over at Tidas, he was you understand a word he said? He goes, "Nope, I didn't understand <laughs> <laughs> well, Because
1: he's probably, you know, how they speak down there is like where you went, yeah. what she said, what it's, they did. I mean, that's it's how almost they... like a
2: pigeon like like patois in Jamaica. Wait, what? Patois? It's like uh, Jamaican. Uh, like, a, it's like a pigeon oh, okay. language. Yeah, uh, patois is like what they speak in, in Jamaica. It's like Spanish, English, and Portuguese all bundled Rolled up into, together, okay. and like people like in Montego Bay. You understand them because they do a lot of American and European tourists or, or uh, English tourists. You get out in the hills in Jamaica, they might as well be speaking Greek. You can't understand a damn word they're <laughs> saying.
1: Well, the first two episodes of that that I've seen, the, I like the guy and the girl who do the. Um, the that, girl's a badass. I forget her name. Okay, you would. She's tatted up. I mean, she's definitely. No, she's. I, I forget her name, and but Tink knows it. <laughs> and uh, as Tink's friend, I probably can say she probably encourages it. If you'll leave her alone. Uh, but no, it, it was uh, I saw the episode when they um, picked up a dude that had been shot.
2: Which time? I mean, no, no. I
1: think it was like the, one of the first two episodes, and they worked real hard to try to bring him back,
2: and oh, they yeah. thought they
1: lost him in the. Um, in the ambulance and the the dude I forget his name the partner dude he got uh, he was like Nick I think something like that he was all up in his feels like upset mad angry and then all of a sudden somebody from the hospital came back out and was like they brought him back they, you know and it was just like the the relief on his face and I mean that's got to be draining
2: get you glasses yeah uh, Holly's her name
1: Holly and Dave Holly
2: Montalon. Oh yeah. I
1: mean <laughs> But yeah, no, I I'm gonna get back on that. I definitely enjoyed um, that.
2: Yeah. One, like one of the first episodes they had a guy get shot or something, and they use one of those Lucas machines. Have you ever seen a Lucas machine before? It's like um imagine like a wishbone shape. And they they have something on a the gurney. They have them on the gurney and they lock this wishbone thing uh with the arms on each side grabbing hold of the gurney and they turn it on, it's like a huge piston. That gives them chest compressions. Oh. And so they do that because.
1: <laughs> rib one, rib two, rib it just, three. It's, crack, it is just, crack. It just <laughs> does constant
2: chest compressions because it's able to do it nonstop with the same power at all times. Where a human, after about 30 yeah. se- I don't know if you've ever done CPR before. Oh, yeah. After about 30 seconds, you're getting blown up. I mean, you're, you're huffing and puffing. because You get to just compress so hard. They put that Lucas machine on people now. And the, they're using it on this guy and they've got him they've got him on the gurney in the ambulance going to like Tulane or LSU or somewhere, one of those hospitals. I thought they're going to Tulane. I think Tulane's got a pretty good trauma unit.
1: Oshner. Maybe. Yeah. I'm just-
2: <laughs> so anyway, they get hooked up there and they're shocking him, you know, four, five times. They get a pulse. And his heart's still not beating. But that Lucas machine is doing such a good job. He's opening his eyes and he's looking around at him. Cool. He's actually dead because he has no pulse. But that Lucas machine is pumping his heart so, so perfectly that he's he's able to come kind of come back too.
1: I didn't see that one. Yeah. What? It's really the first two episodes I saw were great. I just honestly have not had time Those to really Lucas watch Those machines
2: have saved countless lives because it's able to give perfect cpr at all times it'd be interesting to to hear the interview
0: with that guy telling about that time if oh, he sure, remembers it. i'm anything. sure you don't
2: remember any of it i mean because yeah, he's, he's dated, though. technically well, he, he's, dead he's, that's what i'm saying you know, he's
1: probably still healing from all the busted ribs and sternum oh, sh-
2: y'all well, yeah. ever broke a rib i got I've had a i, br- I bruised mine pretty you bad you just bruise
1: them well it, it
2: hurt hey i broke three i got a lot of Whoa. muscle around mine so uh I'm not so weak I. and frail like some of these people around uh, here.
1: What do you think this is? <laughs> Muscle. And, of course and it sexiness. is. And sexiness. <laughs> no, I've, a broken rib was worse than shattered legs. You, you I can't mean, You lay can't down. do anything about yeah. it. Yeah. And you can't breathe deep. You can't laugh. You can't yawn. Don't try to cough. <laughs> <laughs> you will shit yourself. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, number one and two at the same time. Ouch. Yeah, it's tough. But no, that's a great show. I'm so glad that you watched it. You need to watch it.
0: Yeah. See, I'm not much into all that medical stuff. I'm
1: man. not either, typically, but sometimes I just that. want something to watch. Yeah.
2: Tink won't watch it. She'll. Like, all the only thing that bothers me is broken bones. Ooh. I don't like seeing broken bones.
1: I, or something out of a joint. Like, uh, I can your arm with all, that. I can't do that. I coach
2: football too long. I see people, kids with. <laughs> kid mm-hmm. had a hand, had his hand <laughs> out of the socket one time Mm-mm.
1: he's like coach i, I think vomit. i did
2: i was like no get away from me yeah.
1: <laughs> go, go, go see your mom go
2: see the doctor over there we were on the sideline for a reason he goes mm-hmm. around, yanks his kid's hand
1: okay i'm good yeah. you know i can't i can't do
2: that and so yeah so i have to watch and see what the call is going to be to tell her if she can look or not yeah you know
1: or just keep yourself busy tink until I she's on you. her laptop anyway oh I mean, yeah or sexting somebody else
2: I'm <laughs> Fingers crossed.
1: <laughs> and that's how a marriage works well, in
2: 2021. Um, anyway, yes. That one, and what I talked about earlier, the guy was driving one of the little pedicabs, the little the oh, pedicabs, yeah. and the mm. chain broke on it. And it, yeah, <gasps> Ooh. it took his pound of flesh right off his calf.
1: Oh, mm-mm, mm-mm. I it was
2: it. It was bad. Um, yeah, that's... A- but yeah, the, the amount of people who, who ride motorcycles down there with nothing on but shorts and tank tops...
1: Kill me.
2: (laughs) It killed them too. (laughs) Oh
1: my God. I
2: mean, I was like, these people not wear pants when they ride a motorcycle. Okay, wait.
1: You're a motorcycle man. Yeah. You've got a hog. Yeah. Is it, you have a hog? It's a Harley. Yeah. Okay. Harleys are hogs, right?
2: Yeah, because hogs. now hog, hog is like their stock symbol.
1: Okay. I mean, but that's, I'm calling it the right thing. Okay. So I'm all about motorcycle safety because, um, I don't think Jutt knows this guy. I don't think y'all do. When I grew up with him from like kindergarten on, his parents, his dad, got his stepdad just got a new motorcycle and it was a two seat or like a big one for he, his, his mom and him to go together. Not like just somebody can ride bitch on the back. It's like it was a like touring a, bike. Yeah. yeah. And they got killed instantly. Like, and this has been probably 2001 or two. And that was like the, a double casket funeral. It was yep. so hard to see. So anyway, ever since then, like I'm always watching for motorcyclists, whatever. How about this dipshit motorcyclist mm-hmm. yesterday? Gets in front of me, and then he's like not paying attention, pitter-pattering around. Like I mean, I'm like, what are you doing? I saw him get his phone. Yeah. So here's my question: know, He's
0: on the phone. Now, on they the motorcycle they do it, all it, the was time. Uh, it was in what?
1: town. It was in town. Near up us there, yeah. up there, wow, and I'm like, I mean, why are y'all bitching at us to watch for you when y'all don't watch for us?
2: Well, those guys who do that out there are not far you, between, but right. them, yeah. Um, a lot of sport record riders do that, a lot of guys who ride like crotch rockets, yeah, they do that. Um, and it's not a good habit to get into. They make like phone cases with like rare earth magnets on the back of them so people can stick them on their gas tank while they're uh. what I'm riding. I'm trying not to die. Right. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty what much. I would be
1: doing. That's how I am on a Vespa. <laughs> Just,
2: <laughs> Clamped on.
1: I yeah.
2: This. My, I mean, because the first time I got out of town, like after I got my license and everything, and I like, went on a real ride, I was going to the next state over, went up here, next town, went up to head toward the state line, went across the bottom there, went nobody around. No, and there's a gravel pit over there. Gravel trucks are always coming down the road. I go down to the hill to the bottom. Got the bottom soft. Gravel truck coming off the left. Here comes a deer. Oh God! Mm. I hit my brakes and slowed down. The gravel truck slowed down. He was trying. He it was muddy down in that, in that ditch over there. It's almost like a levee. Because it's so low on each side of it. He was trying to get up that hill, and he was and he hit he hit the pavement. He was going, and I lucky luckily enough, I saw him. I'm sure the pops in the bike probably spooked him if he was close to the edge of the woods. I had to come almost to a complete stop. So <laughs> that deer crossed out getting hit with it. Dang. You know, so it's not just vehicles. I don't yeah. like riding yeah. it not much. There's all kinds of vermin running around, yeah. around here, you know. Yeah. Because um, that
1: could have killed you. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's no bumpers man.
2: on a motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, but even if it was a small deer,
2: <laughs> or even like a raccoon.
1: Yeah. I guess I mean, so, only it depends two, on your reaction. Yeah, I only
2: got two wheels. It <laughs> <they> don't take <laughs> much serious. to get them. Get them wobbling. Be a big careful, hardback beetle fly. <laughs> oh, I had a bee get in my helmet once.
1: <laughs> you don't want. You summer. have one of those covers on your. If eyes, I'm on, if
2: I get on the highway, highway, but you have
1: that little weird I've got, bowl helmet. I've thing. got like a
2: brain bucket I wear around, around town here. Yeah, okay, I've seen that. If I get on the highway, I've got a really good like Simpson helmet that like that's everything. Full face, okay. Yes,
1: that's good. Yeah, because yeah, those bugs when they hit your windshield. Or yeah, right. Oh,
2: they hit you. That's the reason. I reason I wear a vest when I get on the highway because it, you think about. A bug hitting you at seventy five miles an hour, shit. that shit hurts like a paintball. Yep, yeah, it would be like a paintball. It, yeah. it hurts and like it a sunbitch <laughs> <laughs> explodes. Exactly, all kinds of colors.
1: I got now, hit in the toe with a paintball. That was the worst damn pain because <laughs> <laughs> I had all like just like Adidas, you know, just soft top shoes, and it, oh, it hurt my toenail. It turned to purple
2: it underneath hurts. the
1: toenail. You know,
2: Ugh. now most uh, most riders that if they're gonna have anything to do with their phone, they've got a they make helmet communication. Like Bluetooth? Links, yeah. It's, uh, Senna makes one. It's like the, the big manufacturer. And there's a couple other. Cardo, uh, Cardo makes this little Bluetooth Bluetooth transmitter that clips onto the side of your helmet. And you have speakers. You These little round speakers you put flush against the inside of the helmet. And then it's got a microphone that you run up underneath the padding on the front.
1: Oh, it's like a kit. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
2: And uh, you, you can link it to your phone. You make phone calls. You can listen to music. Uh, GPS is on there.
1: Does it work? Like, Siri, call Mm Hango. Okay. Yeah.
2: It picks up Siri. picks up all the other ones, Google or whatever. Um, And some of them, certain ones work almost like a CB, where, like, if I'm using a Senna and Harpoon's using a Senna and we're out in the middle of Mexico where there's no cell service, we can connect through Bluetooth to each other and talk. Oh, that's and interesting. I can we can set it where I can control the music and we both hear the hear the same song or the same GPS directions. It's got it's got backups, so if you're out somewhere where there's no reception, there's like out west. Yeah, there, there's, there's miles nothing. out west where there's no any kind of reception. No there ain't radio stations out there.
1: That makes sense.
2: So people who fuck around on their phone on a motorcycle, I ain't got time for that shit.
1: Neither I'm trying
2: to, I'm trying not to die, you know. Yeah. Um there's a guy who's got a pretty big YouTube uh, channel, uh, Walter Riffick. He does uh, moto vlogs. Got a GoPro in front of his helmet rides. And he was out riding doing one of his little moto vlogs one day. and had his phone on his gas tank and was trying to skip a song. Mm. And he looked up, and the curve was right there. Oh. And luckily, he was doing like 30 miles an hour. But that curve was curbed. Oh. And so he hit the curb, and he goes, "Wee!" Broke his collarbone.
1: <gasps> oh,
2: god! I mean, that's thirty miles an hour. Yeah. All it took—that's plenty, though. But you know.
1: when thirty miles an hour is not fast in a vehicle, but thirty miles an hour were just <laughs> me in the wind, just and
2: the wind. The wind is all yeah. It is. yeah.
1: That's it. Stick your
2: head out the window. <laughs> yeah. Thirty miles an hour. Yeah.
1: See how you like that?
2: Well, I, guys, like in Texas, Florida, Illinois, that may be the last three. Where you don't have to wear a helmet at all. Really? Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know that was an option anyway. I, I oh, thought yeah, it was yeah. mandatory. No, 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 no. There's there's like 20-something universal universal helmet states where you have to wear a helmet at all times, no matter what. But like, when I lived in New Hampshire, once you were over 18, you had the choice. Same wow. with seatbelts. Once you mm-hmm. turned 18, you could wear them. You didn't have to wear them. didn't matter. Now, if you're under 18, you have to have one on at all times. Same with seat belts. But yeah, I think that Texas, Florida, and Illinois, which of all states, Illinois, because they're pretty much like a communist state. They want to control everything, but they're like, helmets, fuck them, you know, (laughs) whatever, you know? Yeah. Guys, you know, guys who ride year round in Florida, even Texas, don't wear a helmet. Huh? Some don't even wear sunglasses. Don't wear any kind of eye protection.
1: That's insane. I'm
2: not taking one of those love bugs in Florida to the face. Ain't no way.
1: (laughs) Dragonflies. Yep. I saw dragonflies mating when they were flying. It, I did. It was very interesting. So I don't know. That's yep. too much. I wear I don't even drive in the car unless it's nighttime. I don't care if it's raining, I'm gonna have my glasses on. Yeah. you
2: yeah, to well, here's some news. Yeah. Since I knew brandy was coming this week.
1: All right, hit me.
2: <clears throat> you okay? You need some more water anything? Oh you got something. Yeah, I got
1: All right. We have tons of allergies and sinus issues in this room. <laughs>
2: Cryptocurrency confusion.
1: Wah, wah, wah.
2: Georgia man wakes up to be, being a trillionaire. What?
1: Yeah. It was an accident.
2: Imagine going to sleep as an average, hardworking American only to wake up in the morning a trillionaire. I've been dabbling in the crypto and stuff for maybe eight months. And, you know, we found some some of these, I guess it's just like play coins, things people make. Williamson said he sank about 20 bucks into a cryptocurrency called Rocket Bunny. And it... How many of those do you have?
1: None. <laughs> I want to make sure.
2: Uh, and it might have lived up to his name Tuesday morning, breeding like, well, bunnies, rapidly overnight. I wake up, it's like 9 a.m., and I always check my phone, and I check how my crypto is doing to see if it's doing anything. And I looked at it, and I'm trying to wake up. I'm like, no, I'm sleeping still. Looked at it again, and I had to literally, literally run to my desk and log into Coinbase to see what was going on. His account said $1.14 trillion.
1: I would have died. Like, <laughs> no, I would, I would have been. shit
2: all over myself.
1: I probably would have shit on myself and died. But, like, flatline, it wouldn't have mattered. I, that would have killed me <laughs> instantly.
2: And I read the article. It ended up, uh, he got a hold of Coinbase. Is like, um, You don't cut me that check or what? And they froze his account.
1: Of course they did.
2: And so now they're trying to figure out what is. There's been a number of people who've had this happen to their account and they're trying to figure out what's going on. So, oh,
1: yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So if oh. I suddenly die, that's probably something like that. <laughs> Just
2: leave me the password to your Coinbase account so okay. I can cash it out.
1: Just come get my phone, because nobody <laughs> else is going to know how to get all the shit out of it. <laughs> Just get my phone.
2: Oh, man. How about some uh, how about some idiot news? A man pulled a gun on on, a, on the chief's daughter over some cream cheese. You want to guess what state this was from?
1: Florida. Hey, we got a winner. <laughs> and they say our state is bad. Yeah.
2: Miami Gardens, Florida. An angry Florida man pulled a gun on a drive-thru worker because they forgot the cream cheese for his bagel. According to Miami Gardens police, the employee just happened to be the daughter of the police chief. Oh. <laughs> what was that? Whoops.
1: Oh.
2: Police said the man became angry at a Starbucks drive-thru when they messed up his order earlier this week. He returned to the window screaming at an employee. She asked whether he had paid for the cream cheese, at which point... He became enraged and pulled out a gun, according to a arrest report. Uh, to the, the experienced traumatized a 23-year-old, the chief's daughter told police the man did not point the gun at her, but she feared that he would hurt her if she didn't give him the cream cheese. The suspect faces several charges, including aggravated assault with a firearm. He's being held at $10,000 bond and it's unclear if he has an attorney who could comment on the charges. The woman gave the man his cream cheese. And he drove away. According to an arrest report, he said he grabbed the gun and put it in the air because it was falling out of his pocket.
1: Hey, um, no.
2: But he denied threatening the girl. So, is so it was the chief of police that his it was his daughter, or the sheriff, or who was it? It was the chief of police of Miami, Miami Gardens who was working the, the window. It was his his, his daughter. His daughter. Yeah, I bet that dude wound up black and blue.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say it didn't matter he if he got over. out on ten thousand dollars bond or not. Dude, what?
0: that ain't happening, man. With a ten k, oh here's a little you go pull a gun on the chief's daughter, dude. You're gonna wind up with knots on you, man, and, mm.
2: and sore spots,
1: or in a swamp.
2: Well, people like that have never worked
1: in, in the food in industry. Service. Oh my, you know everybody should have to work a minimum of six months. That's
2: what I said. If you want to, if you want to give your kid. Some character. I said it during Megacast. I'll say it again. If you want to give your kids some character, let them work food service during the summer. And let them work retail during Christmas season.
1: Absolutely. I've
2: done both. They will see the worst that all humanity has to offer.
1: It will humble them.
2: Ooh, food service during the summer on a Sunday. Sunday lunch rush.
1: Or Hmm. Mother's Day. Be a server on (laughs) Mother's Day. Because that's one of the top two busiest days of sit-down restaurants. Or a hostess. During any busy time, because they get the all of the crap. Oh, yeah. But the servers, man, I've done it all. I mean, I've worked from the house, back of the house.
2: I worked at a Mexican restaurant.
1: Oh, God! ahead.
2: They had a buffet.
1: Oh, no. Bless you. I've never worked at a buffet.
2: On Sundays at lunch.
1: Of course. And let me ask you this. I am not talking about anybody's religion or anything. I will. They're all I, assholes. Okay. There's a certain religion. There's a lot of population here.
2: Baptist. Go ahead. Well, For Church of Christ.
1: Um, where they don't cut their hair, women. Pentecostal. Okay. Well, I didn't know if I could talk about it. Sure. I don't give a shit. They don't tip. It's something in there. None of them tip. I know, but I'm saying like they don't tip, but they'll bring twenty damn people to come eat. Oh yeah. All you can eat soup, salad, and breadsticks at the Olive Garden. <laughs> run you your Run your ass ragged. You went to Olive Garden. I did. Had to wait tables there. It's
2: fancy. Go ahead. It
1: Was right. <laughs> I'm not too good for anything. Um, and I, that's where I learned how to tie a tie. I had to wear a tie every day. (laughs) Tie my little ties. Look, we would all go to like TJ Maxx to buy the clearance ties for work. That was before they would give them to you. Right. Because then they started giving them to you because when you, back then the servers made the salad. You go to the back, it's all lined up. And every time you would lean, everybody's ties would fall in the damn salad dressing. (laughs) And so it got to where you would have to tuck them in your apron, and then it's like, you would see just like, oh, your tie looks so nice, and then big oil stain. You're right. Because it won't come out anyways. But yeah, none of them would tip, Yeah, but, and they would run the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I feel like a server should be able to refuse to... They work for tips, but somebody's not going to tip them.
2: How do you feel about the working for tips thing?
1: <laughs> okay, when I was waiting tables, you could make excellent money doing mm-hmm. it. Way back when, right? Well, yeah. You, I mean... I don't know. We have um, a friend who probably has more insight on current tippage. I tip excellent, even if I get bad service. I'm the same way. I'm still going to give them a good tip because I don't know what they've been through the past 30 minutes yeah. before I got there. Um, and if it's just them being douchey, okay. Well, I'm still going to tip. Um, I think this day and age, people have become so demanding and entitled. I don't think tips are, I think they should just make an hourly wage now because people are just like, why should I have to tip? It's not required. Well, if you can't afford to go eat there, you don't need to tip. I mean, you don't need to go. If you can't, I'm sorry. If If you can't can't afford afford to tip, then you don't need to go eat there. And that means if you're going to, you know, one of the local restaurants I went a couple weeks ago is probably the highest priced in our area. The bill was like 200 bucks for four people. Okay, well, how much tip would you tip on two hundred dollars?
2: $250.
1: I mean, no, two hundred dollar um, check. Check. How much would you tip? I don't know, like
2: fifty bucks. I, yeah, bucks, okay, so fifty. We're, we're good
1: tippers, so yeah. like fifty bucks. All right. Do mm-hmm. you know how many people just walk out and not give them anything or like five dollars? Like to me, that's an insult because they're really making two. What is it? Two cents. I've,
0: I've seen. I've seen the five dollar tip on. Uh, I'm like a big crazy bill, yeah, or like a
1: big lunch, uh, huge lunch order when there's probably like fifteen different orders or something. I'm sorry, but you they deserve a tip. That's what. And people are like, well, they don't need to work at restaurants. They need to get a job where they make more money. If they're wait, you know, but that's the whole point. If
0: they weren't doing that, then you wouldn't be coming in here and having somebody. Exactly,
1: but then they're gonna bitch about. Well, that section is open. Why is there why can't I sit over there? Those tables are empty. Well, we don't have anybody to work on.
2: You sit by yourself? What you want yeah, to do Do you no want food? to wait on
1: yourself? <laughs> because anyways, I don't know. I, I think right now, at this day and age, the way the mindset is of some of these assholes, I almost feel like servers should just make straight up wages instead of rely on tips because people are not tipping like they used to. Well, what
0: about this? I mean I mean I don't if you if you One of the big draws to be a server is the opportunity to make cash, you know, plus, I mean, if if it averages out to where they're making 20 bucks an hour versus them going and working somewhere for 20 bucks an hour, you know, the opportunity to make 50 bucks an hour is still in their head. And, you know, most of the time, if they're pretty girls or females in general, they're going to make at least a half a more is what a good guy would make on a thing. But anyway, what about as the... Just as an overall, I mean, post it. Everybody knows it up front. You know, even when you're looking at the menu, just have it posted that, you know, anything over, you know, uh, or just have like there will be a 10% gratuity added. Like an automatic. Automatic. They don't
2: want to do that either.
0: That's what I mean. mean, If you do that, you know, why not?
1: And I agree with you. Servers take that because nobody you're glutton for punishment to work in the restaurant industry anyway, because we've all done it. You know, we get it. But servers do that job, like Harpoon just said, because they have the idea they can make more money and work less out. Maybe they're going to school or maybe this is their part-time job because they have a full-time job and they need to make extra cash. What it, I get it, but people aren't – they're not making that right now.
2: Well, see, that's what I always tell Tink. I say, you know, man, when I when I worked waiting tables or whatever, I didn't want no 15 bucks an hour. I was making more than that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't paying taxes on Yeah. I wouldn't pay as many taxes on <laughs> it. You know. I mean it's just it's why would I want to pay taxes on all this money I'm making?
1: Exactly. You know. I don't want to pay it now.
2: But like you like you said, I hadn't worked I hadn't worked waiting tables in years, you know. So I don't know what the, I don't know what the atmosphere is like what the atmosphere is like now in restaurants. Now Harpoon has guys who work tips, but Harpoon has always paid over minimum wage. Yeah. You know, and your tips are like little bonuses to, to put gas in your truck. Yeah, you're using your car to deliver food. You know. Yeah. So I mean, and and, and yeah, that's another thing. I never like tip share. I hate that no. shit. I, if mm. I'm busting my ass. I want my fucking money.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, JoJo Becker slacking off. I'm gonna get a cut of my of my shit. It's and and it's in, incredibly dependent on people being honest.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you know, and I know one thing, man. I mean, it, you know, sometimes it only takes opportunity for a honest guy to be dishonest when money's involved and they got it in their hand. It's they're thinking, Hey man, I could do what I need to do with this and say that I only
2: made 10 bucks when I actually made 30, you know, or something. Well, like your brothers, when I worked for them, instead of doing like the, the dollar on top of when you got back from your delivery, you always got the delivery fee to us, you know? Mm. Uh, when I worked for Kev, The deal was you got to keep all your tips, and you got ten percent of whatever you delivered. Mm -hmm. And so, like the you know the little triple slip, triple slips we used, we kept the yellow one, and we had a cup we put it in. You know, and at the end of the week, he would settle up with you Mm -hmm. all you all your yellow tickets. Well, the guy he hired to work with me there didn't keep any of his. Oh God! And so Saturday night rolled around. Kev's like, "Hey man." you got your you got your slips. And I'm like, yeah, and I grabbed my cup. Of course, it's the first place we ever delivered in that town. And so like that first week we worked there, it was I was on the road nonstop. Right. Poured them tips out. He went to that guy's like, Oh, I forgot to keep mine. He's like, mm-hmm. Mike's like, Well, you ain't getting paid for them then. Man. <laughs> man, he goes, I this On this you. You've always gave personal responsibility to people. You do this, and I'm gonna pay you. Yeah. You know, Mike's Mike said, Y'all keep your sli- slips, you're get 10% shit, I'd make, I'd make a lot of money. I'd make more money on my slips and tips and anything. And he paid he paid above minimum wage. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I said, I don't know the environment.
1: I'm just that's, going, yeah, yeah going I'm on, going by what I've heard. Now, and, I,
2: yeah. I never wanted to get paid minimum wage or, or, or even 10 bucks an hour. I was making well above that.
1: Well, I would rather them make something decent hourly than not get anything, you know, not hardly get anything at all because of the way people are treating them. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I still make sure that I just, you know, even um, like picking up a to-go order, um, uh, at a oh, yeah, they
2: have the little bucket there. You throw it, yeah, or, or you in. can,
1: you know, on the slip. Oh, yeah, I still slip. will put like credit card slip. I'll still put something down because a lot of those people they're paying them as a server, maybe doing all the to-go orders or something. So I just people are just assholes today. And
0: as, out of all the restaurants that I've ever owned, I've never once paid anybody the. 213 or, 213 whatever. or yeah. whatever. I've never that's never even entered my mind.
1: And see a lot of these people that's what they're getting on top of that they're getting a $5 mm-hmm. tip on a $200 bill. Yeah. And so they're working there and and typically those are the people that run them all over the place. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's just it's such a shitty situation right now. You know, for I think food service workers I I mean, I would even I, like grocery store workers, like if they're, they're having to catch the brunt end of everything, like
0: those dudes, man, that take your groceries out, man, I'm, I'm, I'm tipping
1: those
0: guys. And literally I've been places where they say, I'm sorry, but we can't take a tip. I'm like, Whoa, man, hang on. We mean y'all can't take it. They're like, yeah, man, the store says we can't take it. One of the places that I go to, to get a plate lunch here in town, um, I mean, all the time. I was telling those little ladies back there, you know. I mean, I'm all I'll throw five bucks on the on the counter or whatever, you know, because I mean they I like veggies and they a lot of times, man, they'll make sure that I got plenty of them on my plate and I'm just I'll always throw them five and they're like, man, we can't take it, we can't take it. I'm like, Phew. if nothing else, you need a tip jug. Yeah, you know, all the ladies back here that are cooking this food, split it, yeah, and the, and the couple of ladies that are up here, you know, plating it up, and the one that's run the register. I mean, I get it, man. I mean, everybody, you're y'all are. Doing the, you know, the, the same as the guy in the back who's who's unloading the produce and stuff like that, but he just doesn't have access to a tip jug. I mean, why couldn't the whole store split it or why couldn't anybody? I just didn't get that. You know, uh, that's uh,
2: there's a certain restaurant, um a drive in, like we have one here in town, you know. Um my cousin's daughter worked for them. They got taxed on their tips. They had tell them to tell them no what they made, right. and they wrote okay. it down turned well, it in. Yeah, so that did not that did not sit well with my libertarian lizard brain that I have going on, you know. So I did a little looking <laughs> and I found out that according to the IRS, you can give someone a thirty thousand dollar gift yearly, tax free. And so what I do, I'd pull up there and they bring my food out to me. Say hey, I'm Hango. And they say oh hey, I'm so and so. You know, I'm like good. Are we friends now? And she's like, huh? <laughs> Can we be friends? She's like, I guess. I'm like, well, here, here, here's some money. Um, this is a gift. It's not a tip. Put that in your pocket. You can't be taxed on it. Oh, okay, thanks. You know, so every time I went there, like we give him a tip. I tell him this is not a tip. It's a gift. This is me giving you money. That's smart. You I know, need to start doing that. They have the, the company should not be taxing the, these girls or guys either. One,
1: yeah. but How many are telling them they're taxing it and they're keeping it?
2: That's the question.
1: I bet a lot of them are because would you really go to that trouble to figure out cash tips and taxing well, you, on your own? You I had mean,
2: two for us to a, to a point. <laughs> I mean, I've never I've never turned in anything on. But point. you but you have to show that we're we're take we're getting something from tips though do you not um no not if you're paying no. them
1: out or not yeah. not if you're not paying the okay, eight, whatever it is I was,
2: I thought your accountant was a real ballbuster buster. Yeah, oh, she you know, she, yeah. <laughs> she uh now a yeah she, that little drill sergeant
0: lady man i tell you, i it's just a just like you used her how long yeah um she retired probably about 10 years ago oh, okay. but i was but i um I did 18 years with her. Yeah. Wow. And, and she would call me up and she was just like, Harpoon, why do I not have these numbers yet? I'm like, um, I, I'll expect the call this afternoon. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> and I'd have to stop what I was doing, man, and go figure out what that little lady wanted. <laughs> or else, man, if she called back, man, I was just like. It was not going to be a good time. <laughs> no. And she let you know, too. She's like, I don't have all afternoon sit around and wait on you now. Why don't I have room? <laughs> I'm like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Click. You know. Yeah, she was a, she, you know, she was just military.
1: But she had to be because you know dealing with people, like,
2: dealing with the government,
1: Give I mean, me your freaking money, you know, numbers, money. Yeah. I took my taxes on April the thirteenth. They were due on May fifteenth this year or seventeenth, yeah. something like that. So I took them, my personal, my LLC, same accountant. I dropped them off. Guess when I picked them up? Friday. I'm like, and they're like, oh yeah, you owe, you know what? God, I figured I would. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, did they were doing May, man? What? Oh yeah, we put an extension. I put like, an
2: extension for you, yeah. but
1: they didn't even tell me.
2: Yeah, my account used to do all the time at like, my shop. Oh.
1: Anyways, but yeah, they're At least she updated you on what was going on. Mine didn't tell me anything, and honestly, I forgot about it. So. <laughs> Yeah. but then I just they're like yes you owe us you know for preparation you owe the state this you owe the-. so yeah
2: Yeah. anyway no my <laughs> guy used to bring it to my shop for me she come up there and hand me the paper so there you go but appreciate it she'd be sure to send it to my check I'm like oh, I'll get right on that
1: yeah
2: let me do that alright uh, how about a California man arrested for theft of over 42,000 pounds of pistachios what
1: the fuck is he doing with oh.
2: you'll I- find out oh <laughs> I got the I got the answer for you. Oh,
1: Cuz you knew I would want to know. Uh
2: the Tulare County Sheriff's Office on Saturday announced it had tracked down the pilfered pistachios to a tractor trailer in a local parking lot. The police said the alleged nut thief, 34-year-old <laughs> 34-year-old Alberto um Montmayer, uh had been planning uh to resell his looted cargo. The region's lucrative nut industry has been the target of heist in the past. The pistachios were grown by Touchstone Pistachio Company, which found which found that ten tens of thousands of nuts were missing in it, in an audit this month. Agricultural detectives in Tulare County, T- Tulare County liaised with investigators in two other counties before tracking down a vehicle belonging belonging to the suspect who works as a trucker. According to the police, the nuts were being moved from the original 2,000-pound sacks into smaller bags for resale. The remaining pistachios returned to Touchstone. The the subject has been arrested and booked into the county jail. The company has not responded to the news of the arrest. Central California produces most of the country's pistachios, almonds, and walnuts, creating almost 50,000 jobs and over $5 billion in economic value. But robbers have distributed nut, have disrupted nut distribution for years by posing as truck drivers to steal the product and then sell it off as their own to retailers.
1: Okay. We all know pistachios are super expensive. Fuck yeah, they are.
2: They're delicious, though.
1: <laughs> they are delicious. But how in the hell are they going to sit there and ca- audit? Do they just sit there and count pistachios? Oh, they do
2: it by poundage. Yeah. Oh,
1: boy. I'm like.
2: Like 50-pound bags or something. How would you like, like your I job title to... to be,
1: you know, pistachio nut counter? <laughs>
2: how about nut inspector? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Tinker. Yeah. Tinker's part-time job. <laughs> that's full-time.
2: <laughs> Just to see you see the wish. size of mine? <laughs> you wish. You want to see
1: him? Uh, mm, I'll okay. pass. I I'll Maybe later.
2: Now, that's, I've, you know, I read something the other day about how the, the water problem in California would disappear if they got rid of the nut industry out
1: there. Really?
2: All all the water they use to keep those plants alive, oh. to keep those those trees alive and everything, I forget how many like millions of gallons they use every year. Pistachios and and almonds, and walnut trees. Wow!
1: I had some red walnuts from California one time. Were they good? They were so good, so much better than the regular black walnut or what. You don't the, have a nut allergy. Mm-mm. I'm allergic to peaches.
2: I thought you were allergic to bananas too. Your bananas okay Okay. no just allergic to bananas that's what it was oh I'm allergic to peaches that's right
1: (laughs) I'm like I don't know I thought you were being funny I I like peaches when you're done I have something don't let me forget I have something to bring up tell me okay I'm referencing TikTok again however I have ordered something that is called a parasite cleanse type thing and what it is is you take these natural drops it's like wormwood and stuff mixed. it I don't know I've been watching. Anyway, people have been posting, going through their poop, and finding like legit parasites. Are you going to pick through your shit? No, no, no. I'm not <laughs> going to do that. But but hear me out. They say if you're like fatigue, everybody's tired, stress, anxiety, um, sleep issues, um, skin issues, you're dehydrated. It- dehydrated. Yeah. No,
2: you're you're de- that's a problem. You're dehydrated. If you have all those things, you're de- dehydrated. Okay.
1: Well, then why are people pooping parasites? We
2: all. Do you, how many people in this country have got hookworms and they have no clue? Well,
1: I'm, I'm going to get rid of it. Because they run
2: around barefooted? I don't know. I, I don't wear it These even, are videos from from some redneck down in Alabama. I don't know why I got these parasites oh, in my
1: shit. I'm going to let you know. Anyways, one lady did it and she just like. I called him Crawl Daddy. This <laughs> <laughs> one lady was like, I don't know if this works or not. I just got my stuff yesterday. I did it last night. But I will tell you, that's the first time I've slept all night in years. Whatever, you know. I don't know. I'm just going to try and see. It's heroin. I'll let you know. <laughs> because we'll need some connections to keep <laughs> me on I'm it, probably. Not, I'm not... I'm I'm. interested to see what happens. Mine will be here Wednesday. I may or may not start it Thursday. But I'm just kind of interested to see.
2: I am, too. Yeah.
1: I'm not going to look.
2: Send me pictures of your shit. Mm-mm. Please do it. I'm
1: not even. Gonna, I don't want that nasty shit on I'm, my phone.
2: I'll put it on the tripod website. No. I'll send it over to Addison. He'll love it.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, maybe y'all should go to Amazon and just buy this for yourself.
2: No, I'm not taking your Chinese poison.
1: It's can, not Chinese. It's made in America. I'll I just drink
2: look. a big old stout cup of coffee every morning.
1: <laughs> but does it get the parasite?
2: Oh, everything's coming out when you drink coffee.
1: I don't drink coffee. That's
2: your problem. Uh, I'll see,
0: you save yourself some time and effort, man. Go get you a damn big old cup.
1: Mm. I like to smell it. I don't like to drink it.
0: So you I may not like to drink the this other way. stuff either,
1: man. Probably not. Well, they, you know, you <laughs> Ooh, can put it the, like a couple of shots in Gatorade.
2: What if the liquid is actually like tapeworm they're putting into your body? Cool. What if they're putting parasites into your body?
1: I don't know. I'm going to try and see. <laughs> I don't
2: know. I'm going to try. <laughs> okay. It. It's, it's look, just my body. You there's know?
1: another thing, too, I saw when you take food grade Epsom salt and like a couple of apples, some ginger root, and something else, and you blend it all together. And you just take a couple of teaspoons, and it's supposed to. I don't have a gallbladder anymore, but like people are excreting gallstones. It's like doing a liver cleanse. It's pretty and
2: cleaning and everything out your body. You're eating salt.
1: Oh, mm-mm. it's magnesium, sir. It's not sodium. It's not salt. It's magnesium.
2: You are going to shit all over the place.
1: Well, I'll let you know. So I'm just excited to try to feel better. I want you to
2: live stream it to me.
1: Oh, you want to
2: make man. you feel really better? What? Drink a lot of water? I do. Get some exercise.
1: Eh, I'm over the exercise. I'm too busy. <laughs> I'm over <laughs> That's a harpoon thing. Eh.
2: It's the hango thing now, too. Yeah, oh, really? Started, started, man. I started my thing today.
1: <gasps> okay. Like, what are you doing? Working out? Gym? Not or just walking? The gym. The gym. Okay.
2: Him hey, and Ting got a. You think I'm going to look like some you kind of Versace me. model when I come out of there? No. Uh,
1: you're almost there now. <laughs> Fuck you. Don't lie <laughs> <in> my face. <laughs> Listen, I will no, I'm sorry. I meant remember when David you probably don't, David Beckham did the Armani underwear ad. That's my goal for you.
2: Uh uh. I will never be that small.
1: I'm not I don't want you to be that small. I'm saying wear the the briefs. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Can you pull, (laughs) pull my shorts off right now? Get you some whitey tidies, man. I'm gonna show you my my Duluth Trading Company.
1: Oh, you would wear a Duluth Trading Company. They make
2: these ones called with the bullpen.
1: Wait, it's like a. Is this wait? What's their lo, their slow Duluth, What's their slogan?
2: Um, harder than shit, probably.
1: No, I don't remember what it's called. Harder than
2: about What's going on? These. It's, it's a thing called a bullpen. It's like a little sack, so all your stuff can.
1: You put the your when, yes your you balls in the. Sack. You put
2: everything in there. Oh,
1: everything. Goes, so it makes your balls really like sexy. Supposedly, it just
2: keeps it in one place. It's not coming out my pants. Well, I feel like leg.
1: modeling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. First of all, no
2: shorts are really short what are you wearing chubbies they don't make chubbies big enough for me are you fucking crazy they make this for little boys
1: whatever harpoon can wear chubbies yeah
2: because he's like a 32 inch waist Look,
1: they're like the length of my nike shorts i don't want to see dudes a 30, in a chubby 32 I don't 34 don't know what that is what is it's
2: shorty a, shorts it's a brand dudes. it's a brand called chubbies 33 yeah see i knew it was right there hmm yeah
1: <clears throat> okay, so what are you doing with your bullpen and
2: I just wanna ask if you want to see him, Carl. I'll, I'll drop trail right now. I'm
1: good. I'm good. Nobody wants to see that.
2: <sighs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> we you think Harpoon got here early for? Well,
1: it's a good thing he can't see out of we that left mo- eye. <laughs> <laughs> and he's I'll sitting on my left. left <laughs> <sons>. <laughs> That's, like. That's why Harpoon has been looking at me the entire time. <laughs> Turn to the one side. <laughs> No, I'm, um, kidding. I'm
2: kidding. No, I, I just, I, I really, you know, that's why I told my goal is 265. Okay. If if I can get back to uh, the maximum weight for UFC heavyweight, that's where I want to be.
1: Okay.
2: And I think I'll I think I'll look really good at that weight. Dude, so you would be giving John Jones a oh John Jones he sucked my dick. I don't I mean saying, it, John. He I'm be, joking around. He I want be, you to yeah, poke he, me in the eye like you do everybody else. Yeah. Pussy. You would whoop his ass.
1: <laughs> yeah. Why don't you like train to do a UFC fight?
2: Because I'm, My fight days are over. <laughs> Honey, I'm 40.
1: I'm 41. So? How
2: many fights have you been in? What?
1: Ooh, one at this place that <laughs> the we used to. one that to I counted. Hang on. One in my entire. Well, do you count beating up my little brother? No. no. Okay, because he got big enough to get me back, and then yeah. I stopped. Okay, this place we used to frequent on Thursday nights. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? The pool hall. What is it? <laughs> the zoo.
2: Oh, That's shit.
1: Zoo. Okay. <laughs> So it was like one night (laughs) battle of the...
2: uh, Wait, wait, wait. Not a literal zoo, so been listening. It it was a bar club called the zoo. And it was
1: the white trashiest trash of the trash. But it was the best time. I used to have that (laughs) t-shirt.
2: No, we're not talking about them on this show. They're a bunch of douchebags. Okay, those guys.
1: Well, one time said band let me come up with Honky Tonk Women by the Rolling Stones. And I left with a t-shirt that said their name... On the back, stop said, saying their name, on I'm not the back, promoting them. It said, I've been spanked. Okay. Like, spank your monkey. I get Uh-oh. it. Well, I thought it was funny. Anyways, so it was like, rival college is there mm-hmm. every Thursday night. So my friends were there from the other college. Anyway, long story short, I don't even know what happened, but I got hit with a bar stool. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was just trying to stop shit.
2: No, you don't. That's why you don't get the fights. You just let and it play you know out.
1: And that's when I was a high school teacher, when certain girls would get to fighting. I would always tell people, if you're going to fight around me, I'm going to let you beat the hell out of yep. each other. Because this, if you fight on school grounds, that means that you were too scared to do it elsewhere because you know somebody's going to break it up. Yep. But I'm not going to. I would stand on the side and watch. I saw weave earrings get ripped out of ears and blood go <laughs> everywhere. No shit. I would just sit there and watch. And then I would be like, oh, I guess I'll call security. Because they would finally wear themselves out. Like, the girls just be like... Yeah, after, after an,
2: an average person, after about, what, three or four punches, they're so they're so blown up. They're not going to do it. They're so yeah. winded. They don't know what the fuck's happening. But
1: girls, man.
2: I, I don't get involved in anything. Teenage girls. Ooh. Well, I see guys fighting, I, if you can't talk them down before it starts... Don't get, the, get involved. Get the, just get the fuck out of the way. Because once one of them gets to the ground, or... They missed their first three or four punches, they're going to be so gassed, they're not going to be able to do anything anyway. You know, growing up in a house full
0: of Boys. brothers, <laughs> uh, you know, my, my my brother, my youngest brother, and I, man, were the other night actually talking about how there was times when we would just absolutely be pounding on each other. Just all you could just. All you could give and all you could take. I mean, just giving it. <laughs> like a buffet. You Just a fist just <laughs> buffet. wearing each other like out, Mexican man. Just, just throwing fists and whatever it took. You know, just rolling around the ground, the monkey piles, the wrestling, the poking the eye. You know, I mean, not the eye, but like your ear and kind of, you know, just all of it. Anyway, at the end of all that, our parents would be like, all right, now hug each other's neck. Tell each other you love each other. And I mean, because like thirty seconds ago, he was <laughs> dead <It was> cranking, <laughs> just pounding. That's probably when
1: the dislocated shoulders. They were standing there, and then blood dripping from an eye. They or, make, or, they'd, yeah. yeah, they'd
0: let it play out, yeah. you know. And then we'd just go at it. And then at the end of it, you know, they'd be like, "All right, that's enough, man." They all hug each other, and and, and, and honestly, it, we were like, we'd, we'd be laughing, you know, in yeah. a half hour or something, you know, or just it was great. That was the, that was that was something, man, that everybody needs to. To kind of Everybody's took one good
2: ass whooping.
1: Well, let me talk to y'all <laughs> about my ten-year-old niece. She just turned ten last week. Happy birthday, FK, Frankie. She's mean as hell. Her brother will be thirteen in December. His name—I mean, well, he's—he's he's about this much taller than me.
2: That's about an inch.
1: I'm—he's about five five. Okay. So he's growing. Well, people can't see when you. Do I know. This, I forget. So I'm just trying to help I him forget. out. He's a little bit taller than me, and she is getting close to my height because I'm short. Mm-hmm. So, but she's the mean one. She was born with one kidney only and it's her other one just never developed yeah. and she's fine, but she can, she has to be very careful about getting hit in the back. Yeah. And so he was two and a half when she was born. So they're like, you have to take care of her. So he's all, he's heard that forever. Take care of her. Don't hurt or whatever. This little wench got pissed about something that had nothing to do with him and he was standing there. Both hands, she shoves him as hard as he she can, and he let her do it. And I told her, I jerked her ass up, and I said, let me tell you something. The next time you lay hands on him, I'm going to come and do the same thing to you. Because he's never touched her. Yeah. And she will beat the shit out of him, and he'll just take it because he's scared to hurt her. And I said, I'm not scared to hurt you.
2: You can tell you the last time I, I hit somebody out of anger? It was a few years ago,
1: actually. Oh, my God. Recent? Ew, you
2: know, I'm, I'm not
1: I know. Yeah, I'm not a violent person at all. He's a know. lover, not a fighter. I, I,
2: I'll, I'll I'll hug you to
1: death,
0: but, but if anybody saw you, they'd be thinking <laughs> that, <laughs> that big bastard right there would skin his
2: own. Don't go down skin a rug. dark alley with him. <laughs> uh, it was at a Mother's Day thing.
1: Oh, at my
2: my my sister-in-law's house, they're having a fish fry, and like my brother-in-law's mom and dad were there, and then the mom was over there, and you know everybody, everybody was over there. Something my brother-in-law cooked fish. So he had like all this, like catfish, those catfish fillets. And so I had, I had the, the bowl, like with the, the meal, the cornmeal and everything. And I was, you know.
1: Breading. breading.
2: them and dropping them in the grease. And he was, you know, keeping an eye on them. Well, my brother, has this thing he likes to do, he'll walk up behind people and pinch them. Right there. The arm fat. Just right. Oh, just, just, arm skin. Just barely, like almost up to your armpit, just inside, just inside mm. your bicep. And he pinches like this, like with a nail in his, in his Feels like finger. Feels like a tack. Well, I'm sitting there. I'm standing there over this, and it's, it's May, it's Mother's Day, you know, and it's already hot as shit. And you're standing and I'm standing fryer. And I'm standing over this gas fryer, you know, this butane blowing into my face. And so I'm. it was the last, the last view we had to do. I'm breading this, breading this fish with my right hand. I'm holding the bowl on my left. And I went to, to drop that fish in there. When I dropped it, I felt like a sweat bee sting me. Right. Like, oh, I turned around and looked. And when I looked back at my arm, it's his face standing there smiling. Well, I was hot. Oh. <laughs> and I was pissed off. He had already done that a couple times that day, and my brother's my, like my size, maybe a little bit, a little bit smaller, but not, not much. You know, yeah. if I'm extra large, he's large. And he was standing there smiling, and with everything, I, I couldn't help, I, like I didn't even think oh. it, it, it was just, it was just instant. I came around with my, from back here, like down next to my knee. I came around and I slapped him across the Ooh, face. Oh, that's
1: that pimp slap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hit him. I hit him with with a Nate Diaz. Bitch slap, Stockton slap. Wow! And I, I took. It. He had a cornmeal handprint, <laughs> <laughs> a fish <laughs> batter. He, he had a cornmeal and catfish slime handprint across the, the the left side of his face. And when I hit him, I realized what I had done. And he gave me a chance to respond because it spun him around, and he just like held his face and walked away. Everybody else sitting on the porch. Got up and went in the house. <laughs> you know, everybody went in the house. Well, mom and my sister were in there. No, my sister was outside. She saw it happen. So, like the whole herd, like you know, twenty some odd people go in the house. It's just me and my brother-in-law out there. Of course, I'm like that fucking motherfucker. I swear to God, I'm gonna kill him one day. You know, And he's just laughing because he had a little brother growing up. Yeah. You know, he knew what it was like. Yeah and so <laughs> here comes mom out the door Uh-oh. she goes y'all about done and i said yeah i'm getting there got a few more left here in the fryer so i'm i've got all she's like did you hit I'm like "Fuck yeah i did and she's what happened i said he did that pinch shit." she's oh shit!" Yeah. i said I, I didn't even know i did it i, I didn't even yeah. plan on doing it." So i turned around and looked at him he was smiling i said I just slapped the shadow of me she said well your sister came in there and goes I think Haner just slapped him <laughs> she goes what just spun him around <laughs> that's the last time I've ever hit anybody but I mean I sla- I slapped the absolute I, I, I could said it. it wouldn't even think anything I planned when I when I saw him there I just I spun on it I came from the hip Oof. Brandy can you imagine getting hit by that big, big
1: <laughs> that so- big I'm, open like hand. Now I I swear- fingers did. here hold your hand up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Look how much bigger his head <laughs> is than mine. Uh, that's like my whole face, man. Um, here's the question. Has he done it to you since? Uh, no. Okay. He, was,
2: he, he, he don't even live in this part of the country anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he packed his shit and left. It was a loser leave town <laughs> match.
1: Was, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and he fucking well, backed up. I guess he state. got the message. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> uh, You want know, another story here? Um. The wing shortage turns wing stop into thigh stop.
1: Uh-uh. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, heard about that. Uh-uh. I really they haven't get, heard this yet. They can't
2: get anybody to work in the chicken factories now.
1: That's why the, the chicken wings is... Wings
2: are... It's impossible to find the wings right now. Wow. So, when it comes to chicken wings, the prices are high, and the supply is low because of the recent supply chain issues. That's why a restaurant chain known for its wings is making a change. Wingstop says it's now selling chicken thighs along with chicken wings. The restaurant launched a viral brand campaign called Wingstop Monday. Wingstop will serve crispy thighs with or without sauce and breaded boneless versions. It's a digitally, it is digitally based, which means its products are only available on the company's website or through food delivery services like DoorDash. Uh, You can also you can also call in and order any any participating wing stop. Hmm. So yes, another thing that's going on with the it's not, it's not a employee shortage. It's just people just not working right now.
1: People don't want to
2: work. Well, you've 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 been dealing with
0: it now for for oh, yeah. months. Yeah, and and just to address the wing issue, man, you know, because we do wings at right at, at the, my store, and. Um, I've, there's been a there's been a wing shortage for a while.
2: As the prices skyrocketed, the prices are crazy.
0: Yeah, I don't make any money on wings.
2: Are you still selling the same price, or did you go up at I, all? No,
0: I went up. But I mean, it's just enough. I mean, to cover the it'd cost, be a, it'd be obscene, really. If I yeah. if I was gonna make some money on them, they would be like what? How much is that? Oh man. So I mean, I will leave them just because they're on
2: the menu. At pr- pretty much at cost, then. Yeah, pretty much at cost. Yeah, yeah. That's I was talking to uh, Skull Control, uh, week before last on here. And he's opening a, a restaurant in DC mm. and uh, he's worked in it for the government for, for years now. Um, and I don't want to give out what department he works for because I mean, I don't want to dox the guy, but he didn't, he didn't, something else we need to talk about too. He said, he's getting, he's kind of sunsetting his career in it. He's going to go work at the restaurant full time, which wasn't part of the plan. He was just going to be an investor in this. And he said, this the shortage of, of of people willing to come in to work he said they've they all had to step in people who were just going to be investors have now got to, going to work at the the restaurant and um we were t- he's like what do you think and i said i think it, it, it could be a number of things it could be people who uh, had worked in lower paying jobs uh found something during the took time to actually find something in, during the coronavirus because they had that little security there f- if they got furloughed or something, they had a little bit of money coming, they t- take time to look for something. Um, people could have moved from jobs that were requiring them to come in to get a job where they could work from home, you know. And I think it also could be part of like a, like a grassroots thing of you know, wanting higher wages. And mm-hmm. now, now that they got a, a supply from the government with, with unemployment, they're having they can say, Well, I'm just gonna sit at home then. Yeah, it could be any of those things. I don't know.
1: Well, and also a lot of people, especially young, um, Early 20s, even teens have discovered like side hustles that you can do online. Yeah. Gigs. Gigs, you know, be it like Fiverr or affiliate marketing or um, retail arbitrage where they're going and buying stuff on Walmart clearance or uh, even like TJ Maxx, flipping it and selling it on Amazon or eBay and stuff. A lot of those kids who would typically be working, they're making a shit ton of money doing stuff on their own.
2: Well, Matt said at the Rack house, he can't keep anybody working there. Yeah, I've
0: had a help want to sign out for over a year. I've had two, um, people that actually showed up to work during that time and neither one of them worked more than two weekends. Shit. That's crazy.
2: Well, man, uh, his, his biggest competitor in, in, I, I didn't hit record. I'm joking. I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My own <like>, oh, God. <laughs> Um,
2: his biggest competitor right now is, DoorDash, Uber, the places, places like that. He said DoorDash these he he, he pays like like think wait staff pays people like 12 15 bucks an hour. I don't know I'm not sure about weight staff. Like in the kitchen, 12 15 bucks an hour. These guys can go go to work the next night for DoorDash and make 12 15 bucks an hour to sit in their car all night, not sweating it out. Yeah. In the kitchen, you know. Having
1: getting screamed at drill
2: sergeant matt up, up their yeah. ass the whole time you know so you see it's just you know which i don't that's why i said i don't know how many of these folks are how many folks know about you know 1099 tax forms how, do they know how to handle that addison said there's 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 apps now that handle all that for you mm-hmm. but how many of them are actually using it that's the question yeah
1: well some of them if they're uh a lot of them would pay there's this course that you can take that's like seven they give you for seven dollars, and of course you can add charge ups to it to do this. But a lot of these people have done this seven dollar course to learn affiliate marketing, and they teach you all of that there. So they're just like, okay, I'll just. And they're not even using a computer. Most people are just doing their phones. Yeah, that's the only. They're not using computers or laptops, and and they're just working when they want to. Wow. And so I mean I I wonder. I think it's a combination of everything. People, you know, a there's a lot of them that don't want to work because they've been making, you know, the unemployment. They've been getting the unemployment, and the unemployment. Well, at least down here, was typically more than people would make. Um, what was it on a ten dollar an hour job or something like that? They were, I think, with the supplement, they were like five hundred and something a week. Yeah. At one point, it was like eight hundred yeah, during the shutdown. A I think. Yeah, it was a lot. But then it went down. It's like five something. So. They're getting that or either have made that. And now it's just like they're digging in to see what they can do for themselves. And because maybe they want to make more money, but maybe they don't want to work much. You know, maybe I don't know. I think it is a combination of everything, but it's like, you know, you're a restaurateur. You can't justify paying somebody 20 bucks an hour because you know, you've got to have an income too. You've got to pay food service costs. You've got to pay overhead. Yeah, you, let's you be know. clear.
2: Harpoon's not some. He's not like Jeff Bezos getting ready to blast off into space on his own. I mean, you're, you're not buying a ticket on the first shuttle out, out of off the off uh,
1: the, the second off, ship. No man. I'm I like mean, halfway down the list. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I mean, like, you're not a multimillionaire that I know of. You know, no. I, I've, <laughs> I've watched you. I mean, I watched you struggle a few times when I worked for you. Oh yeah. You know, sure. What, what, why is this hand's a lot, the money going out is a lot heavier than money coming oh, in, yeah. you know? Sure. Um, I think people see business owners kind of as evil and greedy and stuff like that. And it's not always the case.
1: Right. And th- that, especially in this area, that's oh, the no. majority yeah. of them are just like
2: middle class Trying to best. make it. Yeah.
1: The, the only yeah. difference is they're responsible for everything they bring in. They don't go punch a clock somewhere. You know, just like Harpoon being a restaurateur, he's back there Slinging dough, S- slinging dough. <laughs> yeah, you know, prepping, going to um the warehouse store, clubs, yeah. yeah, clubs to purchase stuff, and yeah. he does as much work. I mean, it, it would be so much easier for him to go get a job oh, and for make sure. probably make the same amount of money, or, but or more, or more, yeah. yeah,
2: and have insurance and everything else paid but for. But
1: he's, I guess, it's a passion. You know, you've, oh, all, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, and so. you've done this for yeah. so long. I've never thought about you doing anything different. I mean, yeah,
2: yeah. It's,
0: yeah, it's, it's definitely something that I, you know, I've I had so many jobs that I didn't like growing up, uh, worked for a, a lot of people who didn't know how to manage or didn't know how to talk to you. They just point and click oh, 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 this, you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, so when I got into the industry, um, I was just open and flip them, open, and flip them, you know, and, yep. and stuff. And, but when I stayed here, when I landed here in this town, You know, I I made a lot of friends really quick. Everybody was super nice and everything. So I decided to, you know, start to stick around. And over the years, I'm just like, man, I, I never wake up and think, golly, I got to go
1: make pizza i get to go make pizza (laughs) not i've got to go i I get to go yeah i never
0: i never wake up going i dread going to work and to
1: me that's the dream
0: past i did you know i I would think man what excuse can i come up with today (laughs) do (laughs) i feel sick yeah Yeah. you know try to make up something because i dreaded going so bad and i and all the people that have ever worked for me I've, i've overall really tried to make it to where nobody ever dreaded coming to work either you know, I want us to have a good time there and, 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 you know, and, and cut up and, you know, and bond and all that stuff like that. And, and just the whole encompass to be a positive experience, you know, mm. from the people that eat with us to, to work in and everybody, I mean, just try, try to make it as positive
2: as possible, you know, well, that's, you know, I love the job I have now. Love it. Yeah. Love it. To, I, 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 I love my job. Um, You know, I was getting ready to go to work last week. Uh, Thursday evening, I rode around. I told Tink, I said, God, it's not like that I don't want to go to work. I don't want to get up and get dressed. (laughs) She said, that's a bad problem to have. And I said, I wouldn't mind it if I could just go with what I'm wearing right now. She's like, you're wearing shorts and a T-shirt. I'm like, well, flip-flops, that's going to be okay. She's like, "Mm." Yeah, it's, it's to me, the job I have now, especially if I wake up early. In the afternoon, okay. If I wake up at five, I don't have to leave till six thirty. If I go ahead and get on the couch and get settled, get to watching something, oh fuck, no. I gotta turn this off now and go to work. You know, if I can sleep till like right before alarm time, I'm golden. Yeah, but our company, speaking of, of pay, it, it took really good care of us during during the during the coronavirus thing. Of course, they had to. They paid us what we were worth. Um, we got two bonuses. We got two raises during the whole thing. Um, they really stepped up and took really good care of everybody who worked for the company. Um, I think that I like it a lot more than some, some people there, I think it's just cause I've had some shitty jobs, mm-hmm. you know,
1: makes you appreciate it. Working like in
2: sawmills and stuff. Oof. Shit. I'll sit behind the wheel of a van all damn night and drive, <laughs> drive as far as I got to stack another slab of lumber. Shit. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly drive this blood wherever you, where you want Illinois, I'm on my way. You know, um, people who've who've not had experiences like that um, don't really appreciate when you land something something awesome like like I like I do. I, I really enjoy me and the other guy who works in our department. We're like the ones who really enjoy the job. And I've had a lot of shitty jobs. He spent a couple summers in Iraq and Afghanistan. So. Oh, sh- He's yeah. very glad to be behind a of Van, uh, drive.
1: because it that. has AC as well. <laughs> yeah. And there's
2: yeah. no roadside bombs
0: sitting yeah. there for you. <laughs> you know, um, tonight, man, we've we've talked a lot about um, what we appreciate. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. after after having something that shows you that it, it does not always
2: have to be like that. Yeah. you know, that's.
1: Well, and like you had basically a gratitude reset the past that's two what weeks. We talked about
2: mm-hmm. before you got here. It's like this is Harpoon 2.0 or well, 10.0 or whatever. I don't it's, know.
1: <laughs> You, I, I don't think you were there. In t- 2015, in November, it was like the Friday or Saturday night after th- Thanksgiving. The Love family got together at Steals. I don't think you came. No, I didn't. Um The next day, I woke up, and I was hurting. I'm like, oh, my God. I was thinking lady problems. Cause I've always had yep. female problems, but then the way it was hurting is like, Oh no, I'm gonna have a kidney stone. Cause oh, it was like, I mean, kinda but I was fetal position. I couldn't eat. I was sick. I mean, I was just like, I'm not getting better. I hurt so bad. And I've got a pretty high tolerance for pain. I was like shaking, you know, when you're in that much pain. So the next morning I'm like, I've got to go get seen about. I was like, well, maybe it's my gallbladder. So I went to my nurse practitioner and I got there and she, you know, she made me lay down and she starts touching on me. And she's like, your abdomen is descended. Oh, shit. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, and it's hard. Well, at this point, like, I'm getting upset, you know, because it's scary, you know. So she gave me, she was like, you have to sit here and take this blood pressure medicine before I can let you leave here. I can't let you leave. But she was sending me, Shh. this is how scary it was. She called the imaging center locally and was and made them see me that in, like as soon as i could get there damn so i had a cat scan well they found a mass in my abdomen they did, anyway they ca- they called her and told her they didn't tell me and they brought me into a room and i remember they brought a cordless phone like a office like cordless phone and she talked she told me. she was like okay do not freak out cuz she knows me she's like <laughs> i need you to not freak out <laughs> they found a mass and of course, like immediately it was sheer terror Yeah, because you don't know. I mean, you know, nothing, she said, but it's female related. And of course, like I just fall apart at that m- moment because I don't know what's going on. And she said, you've got to go see a gynecologist tomorrow. So she said that she was going to make the calls, whatever. So, uh, just so happens the one that I had seen the previous year, he was in a he goes like once a week um, to a local um, like 45 minutes away, a local city to do his stuff okay, there. Yep. So I had to go. Um, and he saw me Well, they did ultrasound and stuff. He was like, it's, it's a mass from your ovary.
2: Oh, it was that big.
1: Oh, I'm going to show you a picture in a minute.
2: Oh, hang on a minute. No, let's, go ahead.
1: <laughs> he said, but I can't, he said, I'm, you know, he's not a surgeon.
2: Okay, gotcha. I mean he's
1: uh, he does surgery. Right. Like, but the typical OBGYN stuff. Right. Not he said, if I open you up and it is the, the word we don't want to talk about, um, he said there I won't be able to do anything. I'll have to put you back together and send you to somewhere else. Yeah. He said, I would rather somebody else just that's it prepared all. just yep. to do this. So he put a rush on it within that was on a Tuesday. The next Monday, I had to drive to where Uh, one of our state universities are, are, um, Oh really? The college. Yeah. He goes once, this is a gynecology oncologist. He comes from our state Capitol once a month to this place to see, um, his oncology patients because there's not really many specialists that in our area. Yeah. Um, um, I do. Is that where his office is at? mm -hmm. Okay. Well, the once a month, the satellite office. Gotcha. So, they were like, there's normal like four or five month wait list. They saw me instantly, because my doctor called and was like, you know what? Um, he saw me on Monday, left the next day to go for the, to, to the state capitol to do my pre-op. The next morning he did my because he was sca- He was like, I, until I'm in there, I don't know.
2: Oh my gosh, you couldn't he couldn't tell you. Anything.
1: But this whole time, though, I was in so much pain because it hurts so bad. Because it's like, if y'all had a kidney stone? I have, yeah. Okay. B- kidney stone back, but front also.
2: Mm-hmm. Radiates. Really
1: yeah. So what was happening um, is the mass was growing so large, it was pushing back like towards oh my, my God. spine. It was kind of smothering my organs. And it It was was, probably
2: pushing back on your kidneys and everything else, too. It was causing
1: my gallbladder to flare up. Oh, which that's where it started. Like, that's kind of probably what made me the signals, you know. But it was smothering at this point in time. It was smothering me from the, it wasn't going out, it was going back. Right. And like, I had gotten to where, which I'm never been a very tiny person, but I had gotten to where I couldn't eat a lot and stuff. I just thought, well, maybe it's kidney stuff, you know. I didn't know. Um, So he did the surgery uh, and this was like December 8th or 10th. I forget the day. He's like, well, I'm sending it to pathology, but it's going to (laughs) be like after New Year's because it's so I spent that entire almost a month.
2: Like all through Christmas and stuff then terrified of what I was about to find
1: out. So long story short, it was it was just my right ovary went rogue. (laughs) <laughs> That's typical up. for me. <laughs> um, everything was kosher, but I had to sign a waiver that they just took, they took everything. I have absolutely no lady part. Well, you know, inside. it was
2: like a total hysterectomy Complete then? total. Wow.
1: Mm. I asked him it if was, they took my gallbladder
2: too. You football, like football size? size no, no, like, no, I'll show you. I don't think I want to see it. No, I don't want
1: to see it. Are y'all sure? Yeah. No, I do. yeah. Okay. So, my surgeon was six foot three and I think he said 235 at the time of the surgery. There's a picture of them with this. It fill it covered his entire abdomen. Oh my gosh. And it was Randy. over twelve pounds. So the reason I'm saying all this gross stuff. So you had a C section. Oh yeah, I've got a twelve inch up and down old school scar. They had to take everything out to get that out. Oh my god. But why I'm saying wow. this is because like Harpoon just I got a for real gratitude like hell yeah. reset. Mm-hmm. Because it's like I spent almost a month thinking that was gonna be it. Yeah. Yeah. Terrified. Because I'd always had these female issues leading up to it. So, you know, it was always like pre-existing type stuff. And I was always a candidate for, you know, ovarian cancer, uterine cancer, whatever. I was cancer. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> always a candidate for it. But that gratitude reset, not that I was a terrible person before. He's definitely not a terrible person. But there's something about, I think we just get so desensitized to gratitude sometimes. Yeah. But that reset had changed my life. Oh, for sure. hmm so I think it's important to have those resets. I mean, I don't yeah. wish bad things upon people, but it's almost kind of like a weird double-edged sword where you're grateful that that did happen so you could change how you perceived everything and and in, in your life for the better. So, I don't know how you feel, but it was really it was eye-opening. You know, you kind of woke up to a bunch of stuff. But now like I make sure to tell people thank you. I appreciate you so much mm-hmm. and you know I love you. And I'm not afraid to say stuff like that anymore because I spent almost a month thinking that that was going to be it for yep. me. Yeah. So I an think. opportunity to do
0: things yeah. that you take for granted or whatever. Exactly.
1: Or, and like, and don't let the little bitty shit bother you. Like don't sweat the minutiae, you know, the small stuff. It Like your stress levels. Like you got to let some stuff go. You yeah. don't, you know, that stuff is not important anymore. Right. What's important is you're here and you still have, you know, you're still here with your people. You're still here with your friends. You're still here for the experience that you can have in life. It's not- almost
0: like you you yeah. you recognize more what you have, and and stop recognizing what you don't have.
1: Exactly.
0: Or, but because you know, just you're we're all so incredibly blessed.
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: in so many different ways. That we forget sometimes that how much how much we have and how much how much of a good life we really have. Oh yeah. And we start thinking, you know, man, I don't have this or this is bad's happening to me. Wow. You know, what I mean, it just really kind of not that I'm belittling anything, but I'm just saying that sometimes we just get caught up on on what's wrong. First of, world problems. definitely of, yeah. first world of,
1: problems, and desensitized you know, to the important stuff and like yeah. i started cherishing every relationship every friend every mm-hmm. family member that i was close to like you know i don't know well of course i was in the hospital for like 8 days on the lauded pump and <laughs> you yeah, know
2: you were in outer space yeah i was
1: <laughs> but you know <laughs> um nothing is like showing gratitude to somebody to like my brother spent the night with me one night and i couldn't they had me in a hospital bed just slightly elevated But I couldn't lean up because I had staples all throughout my abdomen. So nothing is humiliating and humbling as much as having to like ask your brother to, I need to vomit, go get a nurse and like hold your hair so you can just lay to the side and throw up everywhere. But I still throw up a lot because I've not been right (laughs) since then, and I'm super nauseous. All yeah, that's why I'm like you can't talk about gross stuff around me; it'll make me
2: sick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are you familiar with Tom Segura, the comedian?
1: Oh yeah. yeah, I was. I thought you said Thompson. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, him and his wife have got a podcast.
1: Um, okay.
2: Your mom's house.
1: I like. And that uh, yeah, they're
2: they're. I mean, they're getting. They've been big for a long time, and they're just getting. They got so much going on right now. Um, did you hear about his accident he had back in December? I don't think so. <sighs> him and Bert Kreischer.
1: I love Bert. Okay, I saw him on Bert's Camp Show.
2: Okay, well, you know him. Him and Bert have got a podcast together too, called Two Bears One Cave.
1: Of course. They okay. Were.
2: They were going to do a dunk contest. A what? Dunk contest. Dunk. Dunk, dunk. basketball. Oh, basketball.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: These guys are like my size. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little shorter. They're you not, would
1: love Bert. He's hilarious. He's, a, he's,
2: a, he's an idiot. I he's love him. He's a drunk idiot. Anyway, this um, Florida white trash is all he is. Uh, he. Uh, they were going to do a dunk contest, and they started off with like at nine foot, you know, and Tom did it. And Bert did it. I believe mean, it was eight foot. They went up to nine. Bert missed it. And Tom did it. So they had a coach who'd been like, helping them out and everything. And, and like, all right, let's go to the next thing. They were filming all this. The coach was a couple of times. like, I think you could get nine and a half. I said, you think I could get nine and a half? I think you really could. He said, well, let's put it up like, like nine and a quarter. I right, said, so put the goal up nine and a quarter. Tom goes to go up. And when he pushed off, Mm mm. It was the patella.
1: Oh oh no 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 no.
2: And when he came down, with to catch himself and broke his arm. Oh. So his whole left side is oh. fucked. Arm and leg. Arm and leg. Like serious arm break.
1: Oh my god. Like
2: serious. Oh my god. Um, the video was all over online. Mm-mm. I'm like, I don't want to see it. I've dodged that video a million times already. Oh my. Okay. Well, so him and Christina have got two little boys, like five and three. And this is right before Christmas. Oh, um, and they were getting ready to move to Austin from LA. Oh my god. And so he's, you know, busted his whole le- he's left handed. Oh, of course. Oh, you know. No. So his whole left side's busted. And he, they brought him home and Christina's like how are we going to do this? Because I can't take care of you and the boys, you know. So they gave him a place at a rehab f- facility. And like, like a physical rehab place in, in L.A. Get him there. <laughs> He's like, I can't shit. He like went five days with that shit. Ooh. So they're giving him spositories. They're giving oh, him everything, God. trying to break something oh, up. Oh. Well, finally...
1: Oh, this is not good.
2: He's got a shit. <laughs> so he takes this shit. It, 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 this guy gets him up out of the bed and puts him on a toilet, you know. He's like, all right, man, well, just let me know. And he's like, uh-uh. He goes, what do you mean? Uh? He goes, you're going to have to clean me up, man. I like, well, he goes, I can't do this. Look at me. I'm broken in half. I've got no balance. <laughs> he's left-handed, by the way, you know. So... Like the, oh he had to spend like two or three weeks in this rehab facility, physical rehab facility, being, have, literally having his ass wiped by nurses. I wonder if they found any parasites.
1: <laughs> we should ask them. But you know what? I bet it humbled him.
2: <laughs> That's the whole point. I mean, I was like, you know, being to be a, a 40, almost a 40, he, he's 42, I think he's a little older than me, a 42-year-old man. And you're having to get these 20 year old kids to wipe your ass and get you in and out of bed. Mm-hmm. And all this. And then when he got when he got home, they, they had to do COVID tests every day while he was in there. Oh my God. He gets home from the rehab facility. The nurse calls him, Hey, your COVID test came out positive. Like <sighs> the day after that, she called out the day after he got home. Then his wife got it. No. So like the hits just kept on coming for him. That's tough. Boom, 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 boom. You know, mm. you talk about how how humbling it was. To have to ask a forty-year-old man have to ask for help for everything.
1: Oh yeah, my mom had. I had to live with my parents for eight weeks. I bet you were cutting half. Yeah, she like she would have like especially those first weeks. She had to like help me walk because I could barely walk because of the way they cut me. They had to cut and it had attached itself to my abdominal wall, so they cut through that. Like oh, but that muscle. Yeah. Oh, my God. I still have, like, phantom scarring. I mean, I know it's scar tissue, but phantom pain. Yeah. But, like, she would have to help me, you know, move. And I would have to call herself on the middle of the night. I've got to go potty. She'd have to help me. You know, Is she would chat sh- She showered me for, like, two weeks because I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't get this wet. Yeah. You know, so it's very humbling. And, like, you had to have people drive you around, you know. It, mm-hmm. It's just, I think the gratitude reset is important it is
2: yes you know that's that's was uh the movie maverick with uh mel gibson mel gibson yeah you know at the very beginning they're gonna hang him you know and they had him drawn up and they left him out there on the back of this horse the horse started going forward and they pulling him the tree branch broke he said okay god you got my attention now what you know he gets to the yeah. point you're like all right god or universe or god or yeah. whatever you want to say all right you, you got it now now what
1: what show me, I need to yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
2: <laughs> sometimes it take it's the, whole, the the story of Jonah, you know. Yeah, swallowed up, spit out. You know, all right. I'm listening now. You know, sometimes you have to get, have to, get to where, you know, you have a 12 pound mass taken from your body, or, or lose an eye, you know, or, or or whatever it is, uh, to get you to go. Hey, you uh, know, I
0: I was telling you before the show that um when I was there in that MRI tube, yeah. And, um, I was praying and, and I, I I almost felt like I heard, you know, God saying, all right, man, you know, let go of some of this stuff, you know, it's going to be okay, whatever. And, um, you know, just this whole, okay, here's a second chance, you know, what type thing. And, uh, and my response just as clearly as everything was, yes, sir.
1: Yeah. And now what are you going to do with your second chance?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, like I said, man, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful. I'm going to be doing some, some more relaxing things. I, I, I don't vacation very much, but I'm, it's I'm time. Yes, it <laughs> is. I mean, I, you know, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, and self care, self care, absolutely. Was it
2: on? Uh, was the movie Shawshank it. Redemption? Oh. Get busy living or get busy dying? Which yeah. one do you want to do? It
1: seems like you were on the, uh, the latter. Wait. You should I remember former yeah, ladder? I, I had to go back to former <laughs> ladder. Like, which one is first?
2: No, you, you, okay. you get a right sometimes. We all yeah. do. You know, it's something yeah. it to something like that to snap you out of it. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And taking stuff for granted. Not that I don't think any of us in this room take things for granted. Like,
2: but we do. But just we basic do. Stuff. Yeah. Like just having spend, gas in the ga- having a damn
1: car. Being you know? able to drive said car. You know. Take, I think that we do take things like that for granted. But I think we just get so like down do. and and with everything the norm and like with with me i was miserable in my job you know where i was yeah. at that point that's where i was um I and didn't,
2: I, I didn't know that you were having that big of a problem there well
1: though. i didn't reconnect with you and um tink until the next year
2: were you still there after she left
1: no the job um where
2: oh the other, the other job. job that gotcha. job yeah, oh okay yeah. I didn't realize you were having a bad time there either. Cause I just, you're always miss bubbly when I see you
1: fake it till you make it. <laughs> but I just was you're like, there's gotta be to. more to it. You know, you've, I just wasn't happy with myself or yeah. happy with whatever. So, I mean, it was a huge wake up call. So, I mean, I don't do everything perfect. I don't even try to be burnt cause nobody can be, but I think just my relationships, I think are what I, I've, I focus on being a better friend. Like, I had a friend who had to bury his 5-year-old daughter um God. back in May. She had been sick with just like um strep and something and then it turned into pneumonia and healthy be- beautiful little blonde girl. Um and she was just like my I'm, my legs hurt and they were thinking it's because of the circulation of breathing and and she passed and Nobody expected it. And I'm sitting and I, I was I went to the visitation. It was um major airport sitting next to us. And I had to watch my friend sob over this small casket basket. with this beautiful little blonde angel baby, basically. And her little ballerina shoes were on the pillow next to her. And I'm like, I don't. How in the hell will he get? How is he going to come back from that? He will never, you know, I know that through God and, you know, strength, you'll get, you can, you can make it back, but you'll never get over it. So, like, I try, I set up alarms in my phone (laughs) because I'm, my ADHD is out of control sometimes. But every week I send him a funny text and I end it with, like, you know, praying for you, love you, I'm always here if you need me. No response needed. Yeah. Because I don't need him to respond to me. I want him to know that I'm here and like just little things like that. Y'all can look at my calendar in my phone and it is every day. There's a dot on it because it's for me to make sure I take a minute to think about somebody, write a little note to somebody, Mm -hmm. send them a text. I don't like calling people and having to try to have a whole (laughs) conversation, but I want to be a better human for the people that are important to me. So that really, I mean, I've tried to do that. And it's exhausting being a good person. (laughs) It's so much
2: easier to be evil. (laughs) It's so
1: much easier to just to go home and not care about anybody else. But
2: that's uh, a girl that was in our class in high school, our junior year, um, got killed in a car accident uh, the Saturday night before Easter Sunday. Um, Her family was from a northern state and they moved down here and she was the oldest of six I believe or seven big family a lot of kids you know and um the first person we'd ever had in our class you know I think the only person we ever had we had one other girl she passed away or we didn't see her a lot she had brain cancer from mm-hmm. the time she was little so she rarely ever really got to come to school uh but yeah and this girl was you know beautiful girl cheerleader very softball very active you know uh very active in our church and everything you know that family was just they didn't deserve that you know because they were they were just a good a good family you know and then um a few years a few years back um her mother passed away from cancer Mm. you know you think of all people why them you know, it's like they had one thing. It was like one thing after another seemed to happen, you know? And we always ask, why Why do good things happen to, <clears throat> why do bad things happen to good people? You know, when you have evil people running throughout the world, like like not, not just bad people, really, really evil people who live in their hundreds, you know, why did Muammar Gaddafi get to live so, for so long? You know, he was born in 42 and just, just got killed a couple of years ago, you know? Um, it's hard to put in perspective that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, but I think if everybody does their little their little part, whether you be you sending your messages, you know, or, or Harpoon texts me, Hey man, I love you. Have a good week at work, you know.
1: Exactly. Or, that or, see you know, he, stuff he,
2: yeah. You know, like he called me he called me one night. Hey man, I didn't wake you up, Dad I, I was like, No, I've been up for a minute. Well, I'm only gonna go to be are you working? Yeah. All right then, I'll get you next time. <laughs> you know, things like that it makes the world a better place.
1: Yeah. And I think it's a good reminder for all of us just to, just like that one text from him. Hey, have a good week at work. I love you. That did something in your brain that probably made you do something or say something nice to somebody else or check on somebody else. And then, you know, it can start a whole like chain reaction.
0: Yeah. You know, man, I'm a, I'm a big hugger anyway, man. I'm, you know, I'm just touchy feely. And, and, um,
1: and we love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never I, complain. Everybody, everybody <laughs> around
0: me's got to get used to it pretty quick. Um, but uh, it, in in my church, a few years back, I was part of a small group, yeah. and um, we would meet once a week and um, have a little little study session and just kind of a catch up, make sure everybody was doing okay, type. And man, it was just it, it was incredible. And um, I got to where I was texting those people um, pretty regularly. And, uh, I would just, I would, I would text them something like, Hey man, I just wanted to give you like a verbal hug or something, man, you know, through a text or I just, just send a hug. I wanted to just just love on you, man, you know, in my head. So a lot of times, um, you know, those guys, whenever I see them again, you know, I'll still tell, you know, if I call them or text them or whatever, you know, I was like, man, just, you know, I've i was around you i'd be squeezing on you man you know that right real quick man just super super quick Go ahead. with those with those uh that group of people when um when i first started meeting we were meeting them at the at the mall and the food court because it was just a cent- central place for everybody to eat lunch and hang out we'd do it at lunch time well when we first started the group it was about eight or ten people and um one of the guys in there was this cowboy guy that had who was wearing like for real wranglers and a and his big belt buckle and this big starched white shirt tucked way tight and as i was as i would come up because i would you know be leaving work and just jet over to you know to our neighboring city to to make this meeting and then come back um to work i was usually pulling up the rear so everybody was already usually <laughs> there. And then I would, you know, come in right, right before everything gets started. But as I would get there, you know, and I'd go around, I'd just, I'd be hugging on everybody. Hey, good to see. You. Hey, everything, you know, what well, every time I get up like two or three people close to that cowboy guy, he would have his arm stuck as far out as he could go, man, <laughs> with his hand wide open. He wanted a handshake. He didn't want no hug. <laughs> and every single time, man, I'd grab his hand. I'd pull him in close. I'd, I'd give him a hug. He'd just be all wiggly, <laughs> man, like get your arm from around me, boy, you know, that type of. It's like, hey man, I don't mean nothing by it,
2: dude. I'm just loving on you. Yeah, I mean, I've always been that way. I've always been a big
1: yeah. Both big of hugger. you guys have always been big huggers and touchy feel. Not inappropriate, no. but you know that yeah. that's part of your love language. I think. Yeah, God, for
2: sure. It's, um, I don't know, and and that's the only reason. At the end of the shows, always say, you know, yeah, I, I, I love y'all. Thank you for you know, they're going to be told that they're loved. You know, and I don't love them just for listening to the show. Look, they're a fucking human being, mm-hmm. you know? And there's it,
1: a lot of people that don't get to hear that unless it's through a sh- your closing on the show or, you know, something it, I'm, like I, I'm
2: not saying it just to say, it. I'm saying it because I yeah. fucking mean it. You know, I mean, I, there's very, very few people that I've got no use for. Very few, you know? Um, and I try to give, maybe a bad thing to, you know, give everybody kind of the benefit of the doubt when you meet them. Because usually you get suckered, you know? That's what, you know, when I had, when I had Jay on, we're talking about finances and stuff. Mm-hmm. He said, "You gotta be. If you're a giver, you gotta be careful, because givers love to give and takers love to take. So when you give, you, you you better give to the right person, or they're gonna keep coming back knocking. You know. So, yeah, I, I think it, it, it's just my way of putting a little little light out in the world, I guess. Yeah. To t- tell people that they're they're, they're loved. You know, you're, hey, I have kids uses. that are working
0: for me right now, who they don't they don't tell each other they love them. They're family. Oh wow." You know, they know. I mean, they're like, nah, man, that's kind of because, you know, my brother sometimes will come work up there or whatever, and and you know, and I tell everybody, I mean, I tell the kids there, you know, I mean, hey, I love y'all. If y'all need anything this weekend or whatever, give me a call or whatever. And um, but you know, and I, I'll I'll tell the guys, I'm like, man, you know, so growing up because there's five or six of them, you know, and all but one are boys, and one we have one sister. Mm -hmm. And I was like man, you know, don't y'all, you know, hug each other and stuff like that? Because when my brother comes in, I always go up and give him <laughs> a big bear hug. hug. <laughs> get a big hug. Hey, I love you, man. How's, you do? You know, how's your day going or whatever? And, and the guys working for me, they're like, man, that's just odd, man. There ain't nobody. My, <laughs> my family hugs and tell each other we love each other and stuff. I'm like.
2: That's so man. foreign to me to, to think about that, you know. Oh, yeah. But tink, tink, you know, they never.
1: Growing up, I t- my mom was very affectionate. My grandparents were, but not biological father, so it was really weird, but I've gotten better about it, you know.
2: Like her family weren't they're, they're not big huggers and everything, you know? And uh like you know, when I call mom, I was like, All right, I gotta go off here. I, I love you, you know. Every like her and her mama talk for three hours. All right, bye. I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you Mama you love her. She knows. <laughs> yeah. We, I, we don't have to say it. We know. <laughs> I was like what? What the fuck ever? Yeah. Still good to hear. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Anything else tonight, y'all two?
0: Oh man, I do. I did want to. Um, you had sent me a message uh, saying that our broadcast here is being heard from around the world. Oh I yeah, we got some stats. Up. What? Yeah, let's, yeah uh, we went
1: bring it on. Yeah, global. <laughs> yeah,
2: this is this is super cool.
1: International. Uh, we we learned some things. not so mysterious man here. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. Uh, Ad, uh, Addison from the. the The tripod overseer uh, sent me. He sends me my analytics like every every couple months, you know. And and I started off like asking him, you know, "Hey, send me my stuff when you get it or whatever." Now he just kind of does it at random whenever he has time to check it out. Um, We we are now outside the U.S. Apparently, Uh, we we have listeners. Um, Number one, of course, is the U.S. Okay, the vast majority. Number two is Canada.
1: Okay, so hello.
2: Our neighbors of the north. Hope y'all are doing good. Number three. Belgium.
1: <laughs> I could get down with that. Yeah.
2: Uh number four is Germany. So guten tag
1: Volkswagen. Yeah. I don't Avita Zane. Sigham.
2: No. Oh my gosh. What's that? You need <laughs> that was like Hitler's salute.
1: Oh my bad. You need not, to be over there with with the guys bad. that
2: give us some thought. That's more their speed. <laughs> When it comes to foreign languages, man, just not Spanish, yeah. man. All right.
1: All right. Espanol. All right. So Germany
2: is number, number four. Number three was the Philippines.
1: Interesting. Wow. Yeah. How about those mail-order brides? One, two,
2: three, four. Uh, then we have Brazil. Brazil. Nice. And we have one lone listener in France.
0: Heck yeah, man.
1: That's that's a that's a good spread. Yeah. That's a
2: big spread. That's a good spread. like <laughs> a shotgun well, spread. Well to our
1: here. French listener, what is it? Au revoir. Vous vu coucher allez avevois ce soir.
2: I thought you lived like in New Orleans for a while. You didn't think of any French at okay, all. Okay, first
1: of all, that's the lyric from Lady Marmalade. I know it is. Oh. <laughs> um And I can speak I can do kitchen like kitchen traditional French, French ki- kitchen stuff, but no Got you. I don't know any French. Crème brulee? Uh Givenchy e Saint Laurent.
2: I, blue.
1: <laughs> I'm saying designers, and you're saying <laughs> we doing food. No, like it looks like Gavinci, but it's Givenchy.
2: All right, uh, Louis Vuitton. Thank y'all for coming on tonight. Anything else you wanted to talk about?
1: <laughs> I want to say that the pineapple is the symbol for you and your wife are swingers.
2: It's also a delicious fruit, and it's grenades, by the way. It's pineapple grenade.
1: So it's an explosion in your mouth. And you're a swinger. In your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: what she said. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hango Show. Be sure to go by Tripod Broadcast and check out all the shows over there. Also go by Evils.com, E-A-B-L-E-S. Use the promo code HANGO. Save 15% off some premium C B D. And go by mydelta8.com. Again, Harpoon, Brandy, thank y'all so much for making it tonight. I love y'all too. And I love all y'all out there listening to the show. Be sure to come back next time. Have a good one. Bye.